0: This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850 Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. Bank
1: holiday Monday, although you won't know it. I promise, just just like any other day. The square was. Oh, we found a Jobsworth in the square this morning. We found a real Jobsworth. I'll come around to him in a moment. Uh, The family get to meet the new baby. Like, you know, it would be easy to pick up uh, newspapers, all the pictures in there. The Queen has not met the new baby. Baby does not have name as yet. And now we're told they're thinking of moving out to the country for a bit of privacy. So, we've bought into the pomp and the circumstance, we bought the pictures, you're going to be expected to buy the merchandise, but they're not going to be in London anymore, and we just spent millions doing up Kensington Ballast. Uh, The Beckhams' very low-key birthday party, it just seems it was him, her, some other Spice Girls, and jelly and ice cream, but that's about the level, I suppose, really. Poor souls. And the attention-seeking Chloe Madeley gets a tweet taken down. Well, she takes it down. She's not the brightest penny in the box, poor soul. But never mind. Another little nail in the coffin of dead celebrityism. Uh, the big box office in America. That was the fight, and now they're thinking of doing it again. They've suddenly realised that's a that's a blooming winner. That is that fight. I mean, they couldn't you couldn't couldn't get the solicity. Sort of I don't know where it all came from, really. One minute we weren't talking about a fight, the next minute we were talking about a fight. And the, um, and the next minute, people are buying tickets for thousands of dollars, and Beyonce turns up and flashes her boobs, and everybody else turns up. There's a couple of blokes from Essex turned there and muscled into the front row and managed to watch it. I mean, everybody else just went, what a boring event. Apparently, was it, was it a million people wanted to watch it online? In fact, David Beckham's party was so boring that after they finished the party, they all sat down to watch television to watch the fight. God, what a dull party that must have been. Mind you, you can't imagine it would be a bundle of laughs, can you really? David's sitting there going, Victoria, should I tweet something about whiskey? Shane Ritchie has hinted his days in Walford are over. Uh, they've done a spin-off series, him and Cat. Him and, and I suppose, I don't know, is, is, are his days over? Only he can decide. Uh, Cory's Craig has quit. They say it's, uh, cory has been rocked. They're not rocked at all. I mean, Alison King quit, but nobody knew who she was. You know the character, but if somebody said, which one's Alison King, you'd be hard pushed to pick her out of the lineup. And now um, Craig has quit, second person to quit, um, because he's going off to do Red Dwarf again. They're revitalising Red Dwarf, which is OK, isn't it? I don't mind that. I could just about cope with it. But, I mean, hasn't it already been revitalised once? They, I mean, there must be near death, most of the characters in it. I never got into Red Dwarf. There's no point in lying about it and pretending that I understood the uh, the uh, the programme. Because I didn't. I really didn't understand it. I thought there was a robot in it. And there was a couple of other people I knew. And then there was Craig. And that was it. I don't know. It was set on a spacecraft, I think. Set on a spacecraft. But uh, it was good. But I'm not sure it warrants a revival. Anyway, he's, he's not going back to Corrie. He said, that's it. He said, I've had ten years and I've had a good time. And I thought, well, that's good. Anyway, I must tell you about, about the jobs worth. Who, who, who would be a jobs worth in Leicester Square traffic warden? What we do is we always come in through Piccadilly Circus and we drive into the square. Because there's a there's a, 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 a hotel here. And, of course, there's our huge building with hundreds of people. And the, the cars drive into the square. And it's it's not illegal. It's You can drive into the square if you're dropping somebody off and delivering and all the rest of it. So we sort of drive in. And, uh, and this, this traffic warden holds his hand up like he's a police officer. Pfft, buffoon. He puts his hand up, so, the, uh, so my driver puts the window down. And says, yeah. He says, um, can't come in here. And he goes, I'm dropping at LBC. And so then the traffic warden, little Mr Ego, goes, uh, be quick. Like he controls the traffic in the square. I don't think so. I don't think so. I was going to get out of the car and have fisticuffs. I thought, what do you? You know, we we drive in here with the full knowledge of the police and everybody else, and you, some little jumped-up traffic warden, or as I prefer to call them, the remedial people, uh, think you're controlling the traffic in Leicester Square. You ain't, you ain't, and you were wrong on that one. So you better get uh, better get your acting gear. Apart from that, there are baby pictures in the paper today. I was hoping there weren't going to be baby pictures. I did check. I did check and, unfortunately, lots of the papers have got more baby pictures. The Daily Mail have gone crackers for this one. Like they've never seen a baby. Not only on the front page again, but they've now got another picture souvenir. It just runs and runs. It's a picture of a baby. You know that there's an internet campaign running that uh, claims that uh, she didn't give birth? Have you heard this? In Russia, there's an internet campaign. They say nobody looks this good just a matter of hours after giving birth. I thought they do if they've got a makeup artist and a hair person in there. Of course they do. I mean, you know, and what was the baby real, they were asking? Was it as opposed to what? Plastic? I don't know. But uh, she will end up getting an audience with the Queen and finally we get a name and we think Diana's going to be in there somewhere. I'm not too sure exactly where the name is going to be, but I think they they would have to to, to put that in there. It was all fairly fast. It was all fairly fast. Everybody seems delighted about it, so uh, that's it. Somebody said that um, I was anti-royal the other day. What a buffoon he turned out to be, because as anybody will tell you, I'm the biggest royalist you'll ever hear on the radio. You won't hear anybody more royal than me. I, don't, I, I, I can't be doing with the waste of spaces that are in the royal family. You know, Prince Andrew, I'd shove him in a boat and just push him out into the Mediterranean together with his ghastly ex-wife and his two dreadful children. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any problem with them at all. But uh, as far as the, uh, the proper royal family are concerned, the Queen and Prince Philip, huge fan, huge fan. But uh, I don't want to see any more pictures of children. But I did. I, I was looking at the um, at the merchandise, and what they've done is they've cheated in an effort to get it out before the pirates get stuff out. They've got it here, um, and it doesn't say what the baby is. It just says 2015, celebrating our new royal baby. So, in other words, they brought this stuff out already. There's uh, there's mugs for 20 pounds each, which just don't say anything at all. They don't say the baby's name. They don't say, it's a girl. They don't have a name on it. So what they've tried to do, they've tried to capitalise on it. Uh, There's also, for £45, the Palm Court in London offers panna cotta milk in a bottle, apricot cakes, shaped like ABC learning blocks, and a polenta pram. Seems quite nice, doesn't it? The Royal Mint has done a £5 coin. Uh, There's also the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge Coronet and a pattern of oak leaves from the Middleton family's coat of arms. The Middleton family's coat of arms? <laughs> Some party planners from Bucklebury. God, blimey. Anyway, there's a, there's a plate here, which doesn't even say, you know, welcome to our girl, welcome to our boy, because they didn't know when they produced this, so they've decided to cover their losses and just call it celebrating our royal baby. To be honest with you, it's a bit, bit of a cop-out, isn't it? A little bit of a cop-out. Uh, Diana would have wanted a daughter... So that's all right with me. I'm quite happy with, uh, with that one. Uh, there's also uh, the story of the paper. Why was this? Oh, Peter McKay was asking about whether, whether or not Becks thinks he's royalty. Because apparently every, everything that the Beckhams do is, um, is sort of issued like a court circular via social media. Every single thing they do, you know, she's only got a break win three times and they issue it as a press statement. They are publicity hungry. She could not go out. I mean, what would be lovely if the press turned their backs on and went, oh, not the blooming Beckhams again, please. So, uh, so they've, uh, they've issued more pictures from this dreary birthday party. D- David's done one going, thank you so much for organising my party. It just looks like a few friends. Apparently somebody said Vanessa Feltz was invited. Well, i nearly He fell off the toilet laughing. Vanessa Feltz? She hasn't featured any of the pictures I've got. Mind you, nobody features. Apart from the Spice Girls, minus Mel B... We're not sure whether they were invited or not. I always thought there was a bit of uh, bit of angst between the two of them. But uh, that's all it is. It's David Becker. Where are all the celebrities? Eva Longoria, yawn. You know, David Blaine, where are the pictures? Where are the pictures? Come on, show us the pictures. Unless you're flogging them. I mean, we know you like milking publicity, but for God's sake, it's only Dreary Dave's 40th birthday party. It's hardly rocket science, is it? Dave's having a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Then they had lots of cakes, one from all the children. It sounds really naff, doesn't it? And then they all settle down to watch the, uh, the Floyd fight thing. I mean, pfft, who can be bothered? Who can be bothered? That shows how boring the party must have been. I mean, normally a couple of good strippers up there and people and tassel dancers and pole dancers, you know, just to keep Dave, you know, back in, in the real world. And there's a picture of Brooklyn with Eva Longoria. But, I mean, God knows, we're bored with pictures of him as well. Interesting, though, isn't it? I like it. Um, oh, there's a man who fell off a toilet... And the council paid money. He, he, he cracked the toilet and he sued and he's got three hundred and forty thousand quid, three hundred and forty thousand quid for falling off a toilet. These councils, I tell you, they must be mad, mustn't they, really? And well, I was going to say, if every time I fell off a toilet, I got money, I'd have retired years ago. The producer said the same. He's owed millions, he said, and so he should be. Ridiculous, isn't it? Three hundred and forty thousand. Who are these lawyers that, that sue councils? I hope that their house is in the is in their, you know, the same place as the accident happened, so then the, the council can go, Well, in an effort to shore up the three hundred and forty thousand quid, we're doubling everybody's um council tax <laughs> including the lawyer. He's gonna pay three times the amount. 84850, oh, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Pete says, listening last night, you were talking about the film Went the Day Well with Thora Heard. The film location, as you know, is Turville. We did this on the programme yesterday. Uh, it's also where the vicar of Dibley. Good night, Mr. Tom. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Father came too. The BP Advert and everything else has been filmed there. He says that filming the other place is probably Hambledon, which is an old-fashioned village used for Agatha Christie and Rosemary and Time. And uh, The Witches with Joan Fontaine. The windmill in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was uh, brought by Hayley Mills in the 70s but sold it when she got divorced. I went inside with my dad and granddad when it was being converted. Still got all the old wooden cogs, although it's got fake sails that don't go round. Friend of mine lives in a windmill. Friend of mine has a windmill. How cool is that? Has a... and lives in a windmill. I'm not sure I could live with round furniture views you'd want, though, wouldn't you? If you're in a windmill, that would be lovely. I'm not sure I could... You know, you've got to have furniture that sort of goes round the room. I suppose you could have it made. That sounds quite nice. Uh, 84850, oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. We shall weave everything in today. And um, what else was I going to tell you? Oh Somebody, uh, after I tweeted a picture of the car going, thank God I've got it back, somebody said, very nice, but you need chrome wheels. I was going to write back and go, you really are a low-rent chav, aren't you? Nobody has chrome wheels unless you were a real simpleton. Chrome wheels on a Bentley, have you ever heard of such a thing? I mean, that is for the lowest common denominator. You'd have to be a drug dealer to have chrome wheels on a Bentley. They wouldn't even put them on. I did ask about it ages and ages ago. He said, I don't think so. I said, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Time check for you, because it's bank holiday. You don't need to do anything today. I promise you, you don't need to get up. You don't need to go out. The good news is that Lisa Aziz is here. Normally on a bank holiday, I do all the way through. But I did query it yesterday. And because in the back of my mind, I thought somebody said, bank holiday Monday, Lisa Aziz is in from 6.30 to do her programme. And also, Nick Ferrari is in. Well, you can count on one hand the last time Nick was in on a bank holiday Monday because he likes the bank holiday off. But of course... We're with the Battle Bus, because this is the week leading up to the time that you go and put your cross on a piece of paper. You will be putting your cross on a piece of paper, won't you? And this morning, Nick and the Battle Bus are out and about. And uh, I think this morning, they're down in Ramsgate, lucky souls. So they'll be down there, and uh, he'll be live with you this morning after the news at seven. But it's me and thee until 6.30, quarter past four. The- This makes me laugh, that one. 4.20, welcome to Bank Holiday Monday. Hooray! No going to work for you today. Well, for not many of you, a little bit of rain around. Nick Ferrari at breakfast, he is here. Bank Holiday, the battle bus, is in Ramsgate. Nigel Farage will be joining Nick for LBC's election call after nine. You can put your questions to the leader of UKIP. And over the weekend, the royal family welcomed a new addition. The Duchess of Cambridge had a baby in the morning and was out of hospital by the evening, looking well. But British women spend the least time in hospital after giving birth than any, any other European country. I mean, surely we're due the same care and attention. Have you been sent home too early after giving birth? they will be broadcasting live next to the marina on Military Road in Ramsgate. You can head down there and see the team, and you can find out details on the rest of the journey, which ends in London, on the website lbc.co.uk lbc.co.uk UK. It's a lovely bus, actually. I've not, I've not even been on it myself. Not even been on it myself. Uh, Mark said, I had to laugh at Sky Sports complaining that they'd lost millions because tens of thousands had watched the fight on something called Meerkat and Periscope. I can't remember what Periscope is now. I know that a friend of mine is away in Barcelona and he was Periscoping the other day. I don't quite know what it is. It's obviously something you do with your, with your telephone it's, it's a live, str- oh, it's a live streaming app, is it? Is Meerkat the same thing? Is, is, me- me- oh, right, we don't know what Meerkat is, but that's another one. Right, oh, right, so if, if you want, no, don't, don't. I don't want to be done on, is that Periscope? No, we're not allowed to, are we? I know, the bosses have said we're not, and I can't remember why it is, are we sorting out the legality of it? I think, oh, right, if I swear, it means you can't push a button on me. I've never sworn in my life on radio. I've never, I've wanted to, on lots of occasions, on lots of occasions, I've thought, if I could just, and then you think, no, it's just an inbuilt thing, isn't it, really? But uh, Mark in Liverpool watched it for free. He said, I saved £20. They've had it too good, too long. Don't you feel a bit guilty that you've deprived them of £20? I'd feel terrible about things like that. Absolutely awful. Not that I'd be interested in watching the fight in any way, shape, or form. I can't think of any more boring than two people beating nine bells out of each other. It's ridiculous. Uh, Malcolm says, as you now finish at six thirty, does that mean we'll be getting a little bit extra? I don't know, we're we doing a little bit extra this morning. Apparently he's, in, he's iffy iffy on this one. He's he not quite decided whether or not we're gonna do a little bit of extra. As <laughs> we just do a very short one today. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what sort of stuff comes in, and then then we'll decide. Actually, a friend of mine said, he said, I I was downloading the podcast, he said, your first word was, and Jordan's not been in the papers recently. I said, yeah, but on that day, she had. On that day, she had. It was the first time in ages, because the, the dreary one with the monotone voice, who's going out married to a bloke who's cheated twice on her. Of course, we laughed. Because <laughs> if, if you were married to Jordan, you'd want to cheat as well. That's indeed, they all do, I believe. But anyway, so uh, so he said, and I thought, oh, no, don't talk about Jordan. He said, luckily, he didn't go on about it for too long. So that's somebody who knows me. <laughs> how could the Beckhams' birthday party clash with the royal birth? I'll need therapy, says Ian. Oh, no, I know. Do you know what the Beckhams are like? And then, of course, Dave. Do you really believe that Dave knows how to tweet? Do you really Have you ever seen him holding a phone tweeting? No, me neither. I don't think he knows about that. Uh people talk about was um, Darren talking about diabetes this morning? Was he talking about diabetes? Was it one of his his topics? No. Oh, somebody treated about cat's cats. Di- How would you know that your cat had got diabetes? I mean, apart from going to the vet and the vet saying your cat's diabetic, I mean, what? I don't know. Would it just be drinking a huge amount of water? If you feed it a Snickers, it's it's up on the ceiling upside down (laughs) with a feather duster. (laughs) Sitting behind the wheel of the car going, beep, 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 beep. That's if your cat's got diabetes. It's interesting though, isn't it? I bet vets laugh at things like that, you know. Uh, I did like the piece, is it in the sun today? Because I I said it the other week on the programme, and uh, I only repeat it, once it gets done by a a columnist in the newspaper, I always think, well, you know, they've either heard it on my programme, I can't believe they've, they've heard of it or thought of it all by themselves, and this is Kelvin McKenzie. Now, Kelvin McKenzie does sometimes quite a good column. Not always. Sometimes he's, he's quite good on the radio. Other t- but he needs to... You know, you couldn't let him front anything. He's, he's not quite good enough for that. But he does say here, and I said this the other week, zip it, Janners. This is, this is Greville Janner. And he says, I note that Jana's family say in repeated statements their father is entirely innocent of allegations that he sexually abused young boys over three decades. My questions are these, says Kelvin. One, how do they know that? Two, how can they be sure? And three, what is the basis of the certainty? If it's just a guess or a show of solidarity, could I suggest a period of silence might be helpful? Exactly because nobody knows. Nobody knows. You know, the family quite clearly, they're going to say that, aren't they? And your family would say it, everybody else's family would say it. No, he's entirely innocent. Now we've got Rolf Harris's daughter who's in the papers going, my father is entirely innocent, this is a stitch-up. Not from this many people, it's not. It was her friend who was attacked. She went into court on that one. But she said, no, she was 18, not 13. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter, does it? It's whether it's a forced abuse but, you know, for for Greville Janner's family, very laudable though it might be for them to come out, how do they know were they with him 24 hours a day 30 years ago? Were they there? No, of course they weren't. They're just being loyal. They're just being loyal. And uh, probably we will never find the truth out. Mind you, we will never find the truth out about Jimmy Savile, will we? Never find the truth out about Cyril Smith. Oh, dear. Here's a picture of a little attention-seeking me. This is poor old Karen Danzuk flashing the flesh on a holiday in Spain. She's only got 50,000 Twitter followers. And um, she uh, has declared her ambition to become an MP2. And uh, here she is. The trouble is, she's got such a plain face. You know, she re- you know she's not blessed with looks at all, poor soul. You know, a pair of boobs she might have. But frankly, if that's the extent of her talent, and I've seen her being interviewed, she's dreary. <laughs> she's very dreary, poor soul. Uh, more on Bex's birthday bash. Same old pictures. It's uh, Bex with wife, uh, Emma and Mel, Uh, Brooklyn with Eva Longoria and Eva Longoria joining Victoria, Mel C, Emma and Jerry. And that's it. It's the same old... I mean, it looks like the most boring party under the sun. I'm sure it was delightful, but even poor old Dan Wooten couldn't get invited. And he generally tries to invite himself to most things. Poor soul, honestly. Here is the torment of the crane rescue girl. Geraldine Davis is crippled by panic attacks that have made her a prisoner in her own home. This is the mother who's feeding her, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not get this wrong, shall we? She had to be craned from her home last week. Mum Leslie says, As usual, so many hurtful and nasty things are being said, but the truth is she's just a young girl trying hard to fight a terrible addiction. I'm sorry, darling. Either your mother's deranged, or she's just a compulsive liar. They're bringing you in food. Make them stop. Okay. Even Kelvin McKenzie says, why are we paying for these people? I agree. Apparently, the only clothing companies for in America and we can't afford the prices. The pants alone are £25. Well, lose the weight. Goodness sake. She used to take pride in walking the terrier, but she doesn't do that now. No, she doesn't really do anything, Mum, does she? You're as guilty as the rest of them. Why are you not up there cooking a soup and stuff like that? You know, all you've done is just sit back and whinge. And I'm afraid whinging just ain't good enough, darling. Your daughter's going to die. It's as simple as that. You can't paint it any clearer. She's 55 stone. Her heart will not take it. She must stink to high heaven. Because, you know, if you've got things like that, you need to be hosed down and use creams and everything else. And it's left her depressed. Not surprised, dear. Stop feeding her. You know, people like you should be taken and charged. Absolutely. I'm sick to death of people. Then they go, of course, you know, it's the NHS's fault. It's society's fault. They've made her feel awful. It's, all, it's, 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 all, it's everybody else's fault except theirs. They're the only ones who don't kind of get it at all, do they? They really don't understand because, because they're just not intelligent enough to understand it. And that's what's a little bit worrying. Put me in the house. Celebrity Big Brother bosses are in talks to sign a UKIP candidate, provided he loses Thursday's election. I'm sorry, this is, it's Celebrity Big Brother, not failures. Although, actually, most of them turn out to be failures, don't they? Joey Essex, bit of a failure, really, says he's got no idea who Jeremy Paxman is. I mean, you know, is, is he... You can't even get your head around how stupid he must be. You know, you are right, love? Have you had your Weetabix? You feel, a bit, you feel a bit sorry for him, really, that somebody that stupid is actually allowed to drive on the roads. How in God's name he managed to take a driving test? I've got no idea. Tom Cruise didn't turn up to Beck's party. Far too busy partying with Elton John, who also didn't go to Beck's party. Do you think Beck's was trying to get a big lineup of guests and all he got was the Spice Girls? That was that was the best that Victoria could manage, and Eva Longoria we couldn't get, and Vanessa Feltz, if you believe one of the papers. Although I've seen no, no photographic evidence to suggest it. Well, I see the evidence. It'll be fine. But uh, and that's all Victoria. It's Victoria Beckham. Click. Hi, it's Victoria. Click. <laughs> I'm trying to click <laughs> just see it can't you every time she phones who, says, who does she know who does she know nobody they obviously went to an agency to get David Blaine can, can, can David Blaine come and do some magic for, for my, my husband's birthday and can we have jelly and ice cream and four little cakes that the children can give to him in fact really they might as well have stayed at home might they in America or invited people round from this country because obviously they, they sort of said to people would you like to come to our parties in Marrakesh and Tom Cruise went, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Of course not. Mind you, not that I think they speak all the time, anyway. And I think that the uh, the celebrities would realise that they were going to be used as cannon fodder. They were going to be used to go, look how much everybody adores David Beckham. But in fact, when you look at the poor turnout, it's a bit embarrassing. Dave's best friend, Dave Gardner, uh, and Liv Tyler, but I haven't seen any pictures of her just yet. And uh, the, presumably Dave's mum and dad and Vic's mum and dad and sister. But I mean... That's not, that, that's not really a celebrity bash that costs a quarter of a million. You could have put them all in a, in a Pret-a-Manger. They could have done Subway. They could have saved themselves a fortune, because you get a whole tray for about 17 quid for sandwiches. They could save a lot of money, and I'm, I'm quite sure seeing as the, the people who went there weren't very big, so nobody would have eaten anything. LBC News Time, 4.30.
0: Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Morning, a pretty nice of your company. Welcome to Bank Holiday Monday. It's another one of those kind of semi-wet day- I can't believe it's Bank Holiday Monday. I really can't. I had such a nice day yesterday. And then I I turn on the television. Well, first of all, I've had a tweet from Alid Jones, who's always really nice. Seriously, he's just, just a nice person. And uh and I've always liked him for ages and ages and ages. He he sent me a nice tweet. And then I turn on the television, and um it's the I think it's a, a choir programme, and you know me, I love a choir. I love a good choir. And um, so I was watching it, Alid was hosting it, and uh, on the panel they had Tim from Only Boys Allowed, a girl I didn't know, and a bloke from JLS. Well, to be honest with you, bless his heart, he didn't really contribute much because Tim from from uh, from. Only Boys Aloud, who is a choir master, knows exactly and can describe how choirs work and highs and lows and pitching and everything else. Whereas the bloke from JLS was kind of struggling with the English language a little bit. But uh, Aled looked fantastic. So I, I sort of tweeted about that, you know, saying such a good programme. Nice to see everybody on there, especially Tim. Uh, so that was very good. He can make some money out of that, which can go to Only Boys Allowed. And then I flip over and I, perhaps it might have been the same channel. And there's my old friend, Christine Walkton. The compost queen, Christine Walkden, and I go back 30-plus years, at, le- at least at least 30-plus years, when she was part of a team of people, Richard Jackson, Matthew Biggs, and her, and then there was a, another people, then there was a nice man who grew roses and everything else, and they would come in and they would answer gardening questions. But Christine Walkden, always for me, holds the title of the girl who could get through more calls in half an hour than anybody else. She could literally rattle through calls, because the moment we'd go, Christine walked in. is here, we're now taking your calls, we've got gardening questions, and she would go for it. And I think the most we did, I think she managed to get through something like 40 calls in an hour, which is going something. That is going something. And uh, always, and then I, I saw her a short while ago, and I'd seen her on the television, I said, oh, lovely to see you back on the table, she said, thank you. Thank you, because I think she she's always been a working gardener, but she was one of those people. She knows what she's talking about, and she's a bit en- enthusiastic, uh, but she was known as the compost queen because she'd talk about it. But all the gardeners, we had our DIY experts. We had uh, Roger Bisbee, in fact, fitted a boiler for me. Roger Bisbee was that. So, in other words, we used to have it was uh, Clive did the fix it phone in, Therese did the fix it phone in, I'd done it to a certain extent using people as well. And so we did everything from DIY to cars to gardening to uh, what else do we do? Ephemera. We did record valuations with David Lashmar from Beano's and somebody had phoned up. You knew that some of them were fraudulent because they'd phone up and go, oh, I've got a signed Beatles album signed by all four of them. And of course, the first question you ask anybody was, did you see them signing it? Because that was always the giveaway. And if they said no, the chances are it was a fake. And uh, Poppy used to come in from um, a company in town that valued autographs and phrases. They're in Strand here in London. And so we had all these people. So when they pop back on the television, I get that person. I worked with them years ago. And Christine Walkden was a particular favourite of mine because she was just, she was just enthusiastic. You know, you can't buy enthusiasm. She was very, very good. Uh, Steve, it's the Borehams, not the Beckhams. I know. I know. I mean, it's, to be honest with you, I don't know why they bother. I mean, all he does is advertise at the moment whiskey and underpants and that's about it. You know, and then of course, but they have to keep up the interest because it's it's it looks like it's on the wane at the moment, the wane and wainetters. eight four eight five oh LBC dot co dot uk. Very quickly, let's uh, weave in some more of your texts and emails. I would like to get through as many as we can on this uh, on this program. I did see Britain's Got Talent. If it's any help to anybody, and I did. Um, I did see a 12-year-old girl who looked about 15, 16. I was really surprised at that. And, uh, and as much as I like them, says Malcolm, that's Anton Deck, I can't see the reason for them being on Britain's Got Talent. All they seem to do is stand in the wings and mock the contestants. Seems fair enough. As for David Walliams, as Simon said, he doesn't take his job as a judge seriously. If he behaves like this at home, it's no wonder she left him. Yes, well, I mean, absolutely. Of course, now we've kind of brushed over that. I think she couldn't put up with with the camping. I think the camping must have driven her mad after a while. Because he still plays up to it, doesn't he? And you sort of think, no, stop it. Stop it, please. It's it's looking a bit dreary. But Anton Deck, you're right, just stand in the wings. Stephen Mulhern does most of the stuff on that programme. He's far more entertaining. He's a good lad. Very, very good lad. Uh, 84850. The windmill used in the Will Hay filmer Mr Porter is in Tarling. I've visited it. Steve, says uh, says Bill. Yeah, there, there are a number. We 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 won't talk about the Will Hay film. We were talking about the windmill in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You remember that? You might not remember that one. But uh, that's the one we were talking about. There's windmills all over the place. Windmills all over the place. There's a windmill in Old Amsterdam. I saw a mouse. Where? There. There on the stair. There on the stair right there. A little mouse with clogs on. Whew, I declare. Going clip, clip. It doesn't matter. Uh, 84850... Steve at lbc.co.uk. Let's have a look through the the mirror. What excitement do the mirror bring us this morning? Oh, there's another baby picture on the front page. Do you think it's not real? Do you think it's one of these made-up babies? It looks almost too perfect, doesn't it? She looks too perfect. The whole thing is too perfect, which is wonderful. And she's had her hair done, and, you know, Will's hair is falling out. Harry, of course, just needs to go off and get drunk, because poor old Harry, it's just... um, it's not happening. He gets further and further down the line. He's fourth now. There is no chance that Harry will ever, ever be on the throne of this country. Because it's got go to go uh, to Papa, Prince Charles. And uh, then when Charles goes, then it goes to Wills. And when Wills goes, it goes to George. And when George goes, it goes to Baby. Whatever Baby's going to be called. Charles and Camilla turned up the other day. There was rumour, and I did put the rumour about myself, that the baby was going to have Diana's name incorporated somewhere. I bet you anything, Charles would hate that. Because they hated each other at the end. I mean, as she said, there were three in our relationship. She sat there looking appealing to the public. And there were three. But there again, unfortunately for her, the three had been there since the very beginning of the relationship. It wasn't like it came along halfway through. There were three in their relationship all the way through her marriage. All the way through, every time you saw Charles and her out together, he was nipping back home to service Camilla, and that's that's as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. Um, but uh, everybody looks very happy. It's another baby, and they must be delighted. Harry, of course. I mean, can you can't see Harry settling down at all? I don't think he's ever going to settle down. But they reckon a billion pounds this this princess will generate. The spending frenzy on the fashion, the plates, the mugs, the T-shirts, every single thing that they do, every shawl that's worn, every little pair of shoes, every this and that. Because it's a princess, that'll make a lot of difference. George might get a bit pushed behind in this one. Just a little bit. Because I think people are going to go, it's a princess. And people like princesses. It's a bit more realistic, isn't it? All the girls are going to go, thank goodness a girl. Diana would have wanted a girl. So that's nice. Uh, more on a whole page in the mirror today on Bender uh, it like the, the Beckhams. And again, it's just, it's a picture of, you know, Beckham and the kids taking a camel ride. <laughs> what a boring bar, And it's got the Spice Girls there. Everybody barring Mel C and Eva Longoria, who obviously there was in place of her. In fact, I didn't see a picture of uh, of Jerry Halliwell, but I'm sure she's in there somewhere. Or is she? Oh, yes, there she is. And I um, got quite worried then. I thought she'd disappeared, airbrushed from my photo. And then there's just a picture of Dave and Vicky, and that's, that's vintage Yves Saint Laurent, is it? turned out to be a very low-key affair. It looks a bit like, as I say, the Jelly and Ice Cream Brigade. That, you know, and then a magician turns up, so it really is a, a, a party for, for children as opposed to for adults. Uh, the Fowl Bank holiday weather, they've got pictures in Wolverhampton, in Brighton, in Great Yarmouth, in Southsea. And you always get the picture, here they are, the Chavy family, uh, looking out over the seawall as the waves crash about them. And uh, I think they've got one, two, three, four, five children, this, uh, this family. Lovely weather. So exciting to see them. And uh, here they are, putting their children's lives at risk. Not right, is it really? Not right at all. Um, They're doing another piece in the paper today about uh, sunburning, which doubles the skin cancer risk. There is the danger that people, and you will go out, and people, at the moment we get a bit of sunshine, people get their shirts off. I'm not one of them, I hasten to add. I don't want to frighten everybody. But it's a case of people go out there, they don't think about putting sun cream on, they don't think about doing anything. They just go out there and they don't realise that you can you can pick up skin cancer, and it's so easy to pick up all these cancers at the moment. Oh, it's also today, and I I forgot to say it. May the fourth be with you. I'm so sorry. It's a bit obvious, isn't it? Really, but uh, that's why they're all doing. It's it's Star Wars Day today. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) What makes me laugh? That, but may may the fourth be with you today, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's uncanny, wasn't it? Uncannily like Carrie Fisher. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. (laughs) What a what? Yeah, yeah. She sounds a bit rougher now. I realise, but also what a funny name. What was Obi Wan Kenobi? Was that his Christian name or his surname? Did he was he called Fred Obi Wan Kenobi? Did he have another name at the beginning? Ben. Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi Wan Kenobi. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, <laughs> I amuse myself on this programme. I don't need anybody else. I'm quite ha- I can sit here quite happily talking to myself. If I had a glove puppet in there, I'd have an interesting conversation. Um, what's Amal doing with, uh, with George Clooney, apart from the obvious? Oh, she's treated him for his birthday. He's got a Porsche 911. It's funny. Now, isn't that funny? The only thing normally they can't wait to tell us, the Beckhams, what they've bought for birthday presents. No mention of what what Victoria's bought him for his birthday. Perhaps another tattoo. What do you think you would buy the man who has everything? I don't know. Personality, I suppose. What would you buy somebody? How would you buy for somebody like David Beckham? I don't know what you'd buy. Very difficult. Well, oh, she was on that battle bus today. That sounds really good fun. I know it, I know the weather's going to be a little bit miserable, but it doesn't matter, does it? I, d- I really don't mind about uh, bad weather. Uh, Jeff in Eppings had "Just put me off my porridge talking about uh, Charles and Camilla." <laughs> Yeah, so it, it doesn't conjure up a great image, does it really? As they say, you know, why why go for scrag end when you've got sort of sherry trifle sitting at home? <laughs> I couldn't quite understand it. Or as somebody else described, Camilla, the chain-smoking Audrey Roberts lookalike, which I thought was a gross insult to Audrey Roberts. Uh, somebody else here, Maria... Saying saying uh, Mayfair Underground Station is up for sale with commercial development. Oh, right. It's been closed for years. Mayfair Underground... I didn't know there was a Mayfair Underground Station. Where's the Mayfair Underground? Where is that? I don't even know where that is, and I know Mayfair reasonably... Well, I say reasonably. Well, I mean, I know where Mayfair is in London quite clearly. But uh, the Mayfair Underground Station... There are a number of closed underground stations. Down Street was a very popular one, wasn't it? Down by, uh, up by the Hard Rock Café. And um, did any of the uh, the party picks have Harper 7 in, says Phil, or did the batteries run down? <laughs> Poor old Harper 7, honestly, bless her heart. I'm assuming she went to the party, because it does seem to be sort of that kind of party, doesn't it, really? Um, there was a... I did mention earlier on the story about Shane Ritchie who has hinted that his days in Walford may be over. He plays cheeky Alfie Moon. He says, I'm out of it now. You'll see. So he's he's got his own six-part spin-off with Jesse Wallace. And in it, they move to Ireland to leave behind their troubled past, including affairs and cat being injured when Alfie set fire to the house. Now, whether it's permanent, I don't know. He's sort of hinted that, um, because he's been there since 2002, he's hinted it, it may be the end of it. Hmm, I wonder why. Can't imagine that. Mind you, why would they want to move to Ireland? Lovely though it is, it's bad enough at the moment being completely annihilated by Christine Bleakley in her dreary programme about Ireland. They can't find a job for her. They go, uh, could you do a, a, a thing on Ireland or something? Would you, could you manage that? Can't give her anything else. She's just so infuriating. Quarter to five.
0: Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. It's 12 minutes to five. Monday morning, bank holiday. You don't have to do anything today if you don't really want to. You know, if you want to do something, you can get up now and sort of drive down to the coast, hoping beyond hope that there might be a little bit of sunshine around later on. I'm led to believe that there will be a bit of sunshine. I don't want to sort of, don't want to get too excited about it, just in case it doesn't turn out to be a huge amount of sunshine. But um, let me just have a, have a quick look and see what Lindsay's told us. So cloudier, rain by the evening for today. So fine morning, sunny spells and light winds. It's okay, you can cope with that, can't you? The sunshine will become hazy during the afternoon, with the cloud thickening and the wind strengthening. So the rain will become persistent and heavy by midnight. So don't get the car washed. It's not really worth it. Highs today, 18 degrees. Tonight, cloudy, wet and windy. Tuesday, turning dry with bright or sunny spells. I don't know what I've got this week. Apart from trying to now encourage you to go out and vote on Friday. And hopefully with the help of the battle bus and uh, all the politics. Because this is where they're going to up the ante. This week is where you're going to be reading headlines because at the moment they've all they've all pulled off. But I guarantee you this week they're, they're going to start going mad, promising you everything to try and get you to either switch your allegiance or failing that to actually go for, for their party, which you've been with all the time anyway. So we'll wait and see what happens, shall we, this week? And then Friday you're going to go out and vote and we've got special programmes on LBC. I'm not here Friday morning. Nick Ferrari is going to be here. And he'll be here from five o'clock in the morning. He's also going to be here for breakfast on Sunday. I think he's doing Saturday morning as well. Um, and Andrew Pierce will be a guest. And I'm here on Saturday morning as well. I'll be on just before Nick. I'll be here between four and seven on Saturday morning. Uh, because I'm not here on the Friday morning. So I'm going to be here on, on Saturday. Uh, model Kelly Brooks bid for US stardom was never going to happen. Never going to happen. Uh, They think the show is going to be axed after just six episodes. Good God, I thought they'd been running for years. Only six episodes. Viewing figures for for this one big happy fell to less than three million. Well, I mean, that's a failure in American terms, an absolute failure. So you remember she got her her break on The Big Breakfast. She was dropped from that. She was awful on The Big Breakfast. She looked great, and then she opened her mouth and ruined it. And it turned out that, you know, I think Christo's told stories about her. I had a friend of mine, a couple of friends who were working on The Big Breakfast. She couldn't read auto cue, She couldn't read big words. And um, and then, because <laughs> Christo tells the story, it always makes me laugh anyway. Uh, it could be apocryphal, but it seems to fit her very well. Uh, they said to her when she was doing her, her audition, OK, can you read that card? So she goes... And uh, so and so, I'm Kelly Brook on The Big Breakfast and coming up after the break, ad lib. That was as far as she got. But they put her on anyway, so we're able to get a good old laugh. And then she got Britain's Got Talent. And um, uh, within a week, the producers said the format was too, too, too complicated. It was too complicated for her. She didn't understand that at all. So uh, that was another one. It's just not working. But she does get a picture in a lot of the papers today showing, you know, she's off with a, another boyfriend. And she's obviously enjoying life. And she's obviously making some money. She's living in America. So it's not, not that cheap, is it, to go and live in America? So she's over there at the moment. But it's uh, it's just a case of lots and lots of publicity. Very little action. Very little action. Uh, I found some heels. These ones here are for you girls towering stilettos may be the height of fashion but coping with the pain and discomfort they cause can be a tall order as millions of you ladies will testify now though one entrepreneur claims she's finally found the formula for high heels that are as comfortable as trainers dolly Singh, apparently called on experts including a rocket scientist an astronaut and an orthopedic surgeon to help her create the ultimate comfort heels using high-tech plastics Designed to distribute... those oh, so it drones on. Anyway, they're going to be made in Singapore with the exterior crafted in Italy and Brazil. Five years on from now, Miss Singh said, I want every high heel on the face of the earth to be made the way we make them. She hasn't actually made any yet. Up to £600 a pair, these shoes are. So I suspect we, we might falter before we've gone too far. And, of course, the idea that it's going to be made in Singapore kind of says it all, really. Then there's a the story of a teenager. I mean, you have to... Think to yourself, there must be more to this story. He was called Paul Bickle. Um, Paul Bickle's mum, and he has a different name from his mum. She's called Donna Brown. um, He argued with her because she unplugged his PlayStation games console. So he's in his bedroom and he's playing with it and she comes in and unplugs it. She disconnected him from the internet to stop him playing the controversial violet video game Grand Theft Auto. Within minutes, Paul who suffers from obsessive-compulsive disorder and depression, stormed out of the house, taking a stepladder with him, and uh, and he jumped over a bridge on the M42, killed himself. Killed himself, just over that, over a row. Yesterday, Mrs Brown told in the moment, she said I, he was upstairs on his PlayStation and started shouting and swearing. I said it's not acceptable but the shouting and swearing and the banging got worse. Then I turned off the internet connection. Awful, isn't it, really? But by the time the, the police arrived after after she'd called them, he'd taken his own life. He was obviously that depressed about it. God, yeah. Just shows you don't even know what's going on, do you? Somebody's got um, OCD and they suffer from depression. And you think, it's enough. Somebody can tip you over the edge by just saying something as simple as, you know, stop it and I'm not having you playing that game anymore. So for that, he goes and, he goes and kills himself. Dreadful. So, uh, on lots of forms... Soon, in fact, uh, almost immediately, if not more. Mr, Mrs, Ms, or Mix. Mix is M-X. And what's that? Judah, uh, sorry, G- Judah. Gender neutral. That's on your driving licence. Gender neutral. So you can have M-X. I mean, how many of those? are? I mean, how many gender neutral people do we have in this country? Is it like an epidemic? Is everybody doing it? Is everybody doing it? I do hope not. I do hope not. I hope the weren't. Because we've had people before who've sort of done it and then they've gone, oh, I've changed my mind now. I think I want to go back. And they go, well, you can't actually, you know, once you've gone one way, you can't, can't start reversing the trend, I'm afraid. So it's MX that can go on there, which I suppose will suit some people and keep them very happy. Having seen the Louis Through programme, I, I found it deeply disturbing that somebody at the age of seven knows that they're, they're in the wrong body, that they are transgender at the age of seven, I mean, how on earth would you even know what it was at the age of seven? But, uh, but they do. They have one little boy on there who liked putting his, uh, his dress on and sort of jumping around and just being... I mean, I don't know. Perhaps he was just an affected child. It's, it's difficult to tell, but they have them assessed by special people who know this kind of thing now. And they go, no, he's, he's definitely a girl. They go, but he's been born a boy. They go, well, he might have been born a boy, but he's definitely a girl. He's thinking like a girl. He's doing everything like a girl. Interesting, isn't it? They're now going to put MX on there. We were talking today, me and the driver coming in, about this idea, and you'll fall foul of it. If you go and buy a second-hand car today, okay, and you, you register it in your name, you know that you've got to go and buy a new tax disc. The tax disc on that car, That just supposing I'm selling my car, and I sell it to Will, and I say, I'm just going to sell it to you for, you know, £57,000, and uh, don't worry, it's still got part of a year's worth of tax on it. And he goes, thank you very much indeed. No. Well, the moment I sell that car, I claim that tax disc back because it then becomes invalid. So I have to claim it back. If he carries on driving, he's driving fraudulently. And a lot of drivers are being picked up. You will have noticed on the streets. We've certainly got them in London at the moment. And I'm led to believe that they're doing the, uh, the Midlands too. The DVLA are going out and they've got their little cars. And if you've got the wrong tax on it, they're clamping the cars and you will have to pay the back tax. Uh, plus the fine that goes along with it. It's I mean, it's it's so complicated at the moment. And of course, if you don't have a computer, which my driver didn't this morning, how are you supposed to know when your tax disc is up when you can't even see the thing? It's beyond me. I mean, I don't I, can't, I mean, I've got a computer and I can't remember when the insurance is up. I'm pretty certain they they write to me and they go, Stephen, your insurance is due and it's this, this, this and this. And then I just pay it. Which is fairly simple to do. And I th- I know that the tax disc is out at the end of this month. But, of course, now we don't have uh, a paper tax disc. We are paperless. You just have to sort of write it down somewhere and hope that you eventually sort of get the... T- I mean, otherwise you're not going to know, are you? You're just not going to know. And you-, you have to make a note on a board. So much easier when you had a bit of paper that you put in the window and it said tax disc. And this one, you know, runs through till, you know, this time next year. Because I'm just never going to remember... I'm pretty certain I'm not going. Well, I'm, yes, I'm pretty certain I'm not going to remember. Eight four eight five O Steve at lbc dot <laughs> People are being very cruel about David Beckham's birthday party. It's not just me, you see. Eight four eight five O Steve at lbc dot uk. Sorry, the elections Thursday, Friday is when they're going to start waiting for the results coming in. And well, you could you could try going Friday just to make it more entertaining. That'd be fun, Ken, wouldn't it? I think so. Um, the landmark which welcomes you to Blackpool is a 19th century windmill built in 1838. There's nothing that welcomes me to Blackpool, Malcolm, at all. Nothing, nothing that would, uh, you know, um, that would welcome me there. I wouldn't want to go back there if it was the last place on earth that still had electricity. I wouldn't want to go. I don't know. I just, I did go there and I did absolutely pull it apart. (laughs) And then everybody was writing into me saying, you're very cruel about Blackpool. We've been going for years and years. Uh, Paul says the DVLA will uh, still send a tax reminder. Oh, lovely. And uh, another one here. Oh, Phil says twice you said people should vote on Friday. I know you've got great influence, but it's on Thursday. I know. Sorry, I keep keep thinking because I'm not here on the Friday. And because of that, I'm now doing association with not being here, not, you know, having an election. And of course, it's the election programme that goes out at five o'clock on the uh, on the Friday Thank you. And uh, Diana says it's on Thursday. Yes, I know. Uh, Morning, Steve, uh, says Tony. As you say, Lady Diana said there were three in their marriage. The twist to the story says if the new princess grows up as a, a dead spit of William and Harry's mum, that'll put the cat among the pigeons. Well, did you not think, looking at the pictures of, of George, little baby George, doesn't he look like a very young William? He really does. I mean, it's, it's almost uncanny. Almost uncanny. Yeah, he's even got the same amount of hair at this, he's just sort of the mini me version, which I quite like, you know, and he seemed he seems a cute little boy. But then, you see, I, I sort of just, you know, I'm reminded of when my my godchildren were that age and they look fantastic. Then, of course, they grow up and then things change dramatically. I will be telling you after the news why watching reality TV makes you a nicer person because you wouldn't meet a nicer person than me. I'm just one of those people, because I love reality television. The family get to meet the new baby. It's uh, Yes, we're, we're not as many front pages as we were yesterday, but still a few. The merchandising begins, and what merchandising it is. Uh, Kelly's telecomedy flop faces chop in America. What will she do? Who knows? The diabetes bill has rocketed to £10 billion a year. I said it would. I predicted that years and years ago. You listen back to this programme five years ago, you'll hear me predicting it. Henry's House of Fun, 14 people in the same toilet. I know, not luckily this year, but quite a few years ago. One in three Brits may have a liver disease caused by overeating. And it's all over for Tiger Woods and his Olympic birdie. This is LBC. I'm Steve Allen.
0: This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Coming up to four minutes past five, it's Bank Holiday Monday on LBC. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Nick and the team with you at 7. Lisa Raziz here at 6.30. Battle bus down in Ramsgate today. Bank on sun, but prepare for rain. 55 Stone, Georgia. She's very depressed and panic-stricken. Apparently she's making an effort. Well, not really. She's tried eating a salad, but that hasn't kind of lost the weight. My advice to the family is stop feeding her. Just tell her no. Make her get up. Make her do some sort of exercise. Don't get her just lying there like some beached whale. It's ridiculous. The council payout for the man who fell off the toilet, £340,000. And watching reality TV makes you a nicer person. True. See, I told you. I watch reality shows. They make me a nicer person. I hate all the people on them, but I mean that makes me nicer. I think you're allowed to hate people. I think that's that's part of that's part of a televisual experience. That's part of watching politicians. Some have the likability quota. Some don't have any likability at all, and that's that's why we watch. You watch politicians, the ones that you like the look of You know, if they all turned up looking a bit dirty and smelly and things like that, you wouldn't want to vote for them. If they turn up looking nice and pleasant, they've got a nice smile on their face, you're going to vote for them. Because reality television, there is no doubt in my mind, it is cruel, it is exploitative, but that's what we like. We like the idea of laughing at people. We like the idea of laughing at their predicament. We loved the idea, you know, when certain celebrities had major breakdowns on television. I can't do it! I can't do it! And they just cry you just laugh. It's just funny. Because that they, they forget where they are and they behave in, a, in what they think is a normal kind of way. So Big Brother, and I'm a celebrity, develop your ability to feel vicarious embarrassment for others, activating parts of the brain that make you more em, empathetic. Empathetic, I like that word. Empathetic. Those who watch reality TV are able to put themselves in another person's shoes more easily. This was done in, uh, in Germany. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? So if, if you watch a neutral clip, you don't get this at all. But you do get it if you watch reality shows. Reality shows are the ones that make you a nicer person. I knew it. I knew it all the way through. All the way through. Here's little Chloe Madeley. She makes Shakespeare's column today. And um, she, she put a picture up of, um, of Mike Tyndall with his shirt off. And uh, she's had to delete it um, because she's just Silly. Poor, poor little attention seeking plain but really quite dull Chloe Maidley and uh, she said he had my email address, I bet you've given it to everybody dear haven't you, I should imagine, but forgot he had it she said well that was a boring story so here he is half naked and, uh, lay off the wine dear, obviously affecting you badly and uh, how to look fab in your 50s, apparently stop the booze the booze is the thing that makes you put on the weight and it uh, makes you feel bloated and is really bad for you. So if you want to lose weight quickly, stop the... how I many pages of a baby picture? Uh, yes, yeah, so if you want to stop the uh, the rot setting in, cut the booze out. That will be the the best thing. There's also, I've got a, a story for you later on inventions and who invented certain things and how successful they've actually become, including Tippex which you probably know the story of Tipex because it's been done millions and millions of times. And I will be telling you about Henry's House of Fun because it's, uh, it's a fascinating place to go to. You can go there and you can walk the corridors that the great man walked himself. This is Henry VIII. I say great man. I mean, he had a propensity of having people executed. So there's nothing really great about him. But uh, in this House of Fun, all it was was 800 people turning up, 800 servants waiting hand and foot, 100 sheep cooked in the kitchens every day and a toilet that could seat 14 people at one sitting. The story and the statistics behind Hampton Court Palace as it turns 500. You have to go there. I mean, today would be an ideal day to go because it's, uh, it is bank holiday. We went to the British Transport Museum yesterday because I'm a member and uh, the queues for it were Unbelievable. Early in the morning, there were lots of people queuing to go round and and have a look at the trains, and it was all kids. But I secretly think the parents go there because they want to go and have a look round, and the kids are just the uh, the after of it. They go, Let, let's take the kids. Oh, I can go and have a look, and it's got trains in there. It's got tube trains. It's got it's got things to do, horse drawn carriages. They can sit in the bus driver's seat. They can do all sorts of things, and they like it. It's a nice it's a nice hands on museum because kids like that, even as an early. As an early age, I can remember thinking, I like the bus. I like going on the bus. So if you were very lucky in the early days, and the the, uh, the the bus conductor would come along and he would wind the ticket out for you and then he'd give you the rest of the roll. That was a big treat. The bus driver favoured you with the end of the roll. Blimey, the envy of all your friends. But Hampton Court Palace, it, it is easy to walk around there and visualise Henry VIII and the court being up there and wandering around in the same in the same place, because it's been standing, it's, uh, you know, you need to go and support it, because it doesn't really get too much money, it gets the money from historic royal palaces, but they have a lot of demands on their time and on their money, so uh, go and have a look, you know, walk through the Great Hall, go through, you know, look at all the different rooms and think, my God, this place must have been buzzing years ago, because it's vast inside, it's just room after room after room, And because they've got people who go around actors dressed up as characters, it's well worth it. It's well worth it, I think so. So a good day out is Hampton Court Palace. And if you do go, tell them Steve Allen sent you. (laughs) Makes it so much easier. But no, I I love it down there. Absolutely love it. Um, What's this a picture of? Oh, it's a picture of... um, of Kelly Brook again, doing one of her modelling pictures. No doubt she looks fantastic in the mod, just don't let her open her mouth. It's all airbrushed and hair and bits and pieces stuck on. And it's all, you know, it's all very nice and it's all very fake. Here's a story about the, uh, as you, the punter, play the name game, trying to work out what the royal couple are going to call their new child. And uh, at the moment it's uh, Alice, Charlotte, Victoria, Elizabeth. You know, it's got to be, you've got to look right on the throne. So it could be Queen... Charlotte, Charlotte I quite like, Charlotte Diana, Charlotte Diana Victoria, Charlotte Diana Victoria, that'd be good wouldn't it, and uh, I don't know, but uh, they'd say that the uh, the tot will be kept out of the public eye, why, why, it's almost like, you know, here's a picture of the baby and we're going to hide hide away now, hide away. So uh, they could name their new princess today, but they're set to keep her under new wraps as she grows up. They say the family will move to a rural mansion, which called Anne Hall, which will give the family family privacy. But we've just spent a fortune doing up Kensington Palace. I mean, a fortune. Millions. Millions, because that's where we thought that they were going to be making their house. Now it turns out they're not. So perhaps we've been duped a little bit. I don't really want to, uh, to pay tons of money out for a place that's going to sit there empty most of the time. I think that's a bit, of a, a bit of a shame. Actually, talking of a bit of a shame, I must send my condolences to the Antiques Roadshow expert, Eric Knowles. Eric Knowles' son, Seb, uh, died the other day in a motorway crash. And uh, he was only 26. The Mercedes he was driving collided with a lorry near Beaconsfield. He worked as a DJ, keen supporter of Wickham Wanderers Football Club. And uh, they had a, a minute's applause in his memory before the game. His father, who's a ceramics expert, as you know, cancelled a weekend appearance on the Isle of Wight. So our sympathies go to Eric Knowles, who has featured on LBC on many, many occasions. I myself have done lots of antique programmes with him. So I know that the uh, the family will be in a terrible state at the moment, in the same way that uh, Rio Ferdinand and his uh, family are trying to get over the death of Rebecca, Rio's wife, um, and even John Terry sent, uh, sent a message. I'm not the biggest fan of John Terry, but, you know, people send messages of, of sympathy because other people are are thinking about it. If you want to laugh, says Kelvin McKenzie, come on, hands up, we do want to laugh, don't we? Even on a bank holiday, we could do with a laugh. He says, try to book a table at the Hand and Flowers Gastro Pub in Marlowe, which is in Buckinghamshire. He said it's owned by the engaging TV chef Tom Kerridge and his sculptor wife, Beth. I went online to book a table at the two Michelin-starred restaurant for a Saturday lunchtime in July to celebrate my mother's 87th birthday. Isn't that nice? So this is the Hand and Flowers Gastro Pub. I thought I had plenty of time and then I saw a note on the homepage telling me the first free date for a Saturday was April 2016. So in other words, a year ahead. They're fully booked up. He said, my mum's main concern is that next April there may be an empty seat for the lunch. Hers. <laughs> exactly. She might not make it to the lunch. you imagine? We booked in. I'm sad at the last minute. She died. But uh, she would have she been. You think we've given up the table? You must be joking. I don't like places like that where they say, you know, so we've got nothing You know, if if you phone up a couple of the celebrity places, which, you know, they always claim are popular, but they've always got tables for celebrities. So they're never always fully booked. They have to say that because it gives them a bit of kudos. And at one time we used to see loads of pictures of celebs in the papers coming out of the Chilton firehouse. You don't see it so often now because people only go there the once to get their picture taken and they go somewhere else. You know, you can't keep going back to the same place like going into Burger King. And every time you go in, they take your picture. Eventually you go, please don't take any more pictures. I'm suffering enough embarrassment as it is. So the Chilton Firehouse doesn't feature in the papers very often. Uh, only because... I mean, do you seriously believe the Beckhams were in there all the time? No. Do you seriously believe all those third-rate, TOWIE people... Well, they probably might be, actually. They might be. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if you go to... I mean, I had it the other day. I went in to the, uh, to the restaurant, The Ivy, in Covent Garden. There's hardly anybody in there. I promise you, if there, if there were ten people, it would have been an over-exaggeration. And there's, there's two of us standing there. And the, the woman on the front desk goes, How many... So, of course, I always play the game. I look round and go, I think it's two. You know, or failing that, I go, the coach is just parking up, 38. You know, just to see the look on their face. As it turned out, the service was terrible, second time we went there. First time, it was brilliant. Second time, when it was three-quarters empty, it was bloomin' dreadful. I assume that sort of chef had fallen into the vat of something. <laughs> because it took To do a breakfast, as you know, if you listen to the programme, took them forever and a day. But I always love it. How many... Um, I I just see two dear how many do you see you don't want to be rude to them you know because they've been trained to ask that like in filling stations you know you go and buy a sandwich or some grapes or something they go do you have any petrol I go look out the window I don't know I don't think I did no did you turn the pump on no well quite clearly I didn't have any petrol then did I god there's some dumb people quarter past five (laughs) Nick and the team at the Battle Bus is in Ramsgate. Nigel Farage will be joining Nick for LBC's election call. That's after nine o'clock on LBC. You can put your questions to the leader of UKIP. And over the weekend, the royal family, in case you've been on another planet, welcome to new edition. The Duchess of Cambridge had her baby in the morning and was out of hospital by the evening, looking... Fantastic. But mind you, she should have done. She had a hairdresser, makeup artist, clothes, didn't have to do anything at all. But British women spend the least time in hospital after giving birth than any other European country. Would you not think we should be given the same due care and attention? Have you been sent home too early after giving birth? OK, you've had the baby, thank you very much indeed. Change the sheets, next one in. They could be broadcasting live next to the marina on Military Road in Ramsgate. You can head down and see them in action. And, and they'll be broadcasting as well. Sorry, it's an old gag. I had to use it. And you can find out details of the rest of the journey, which ends in London on our website, lbc.co.uk. That's Nick Ferrari's breakfast show this morning. First time on a bank holiday for a long, 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 long time that he's been here. Normally he takes the bank holiday off. That's all after Lisa Raziz with morning news at 6.30 because she's here as well. Everybody's here. I'm here. They're here. Why not? Nick will be heading down to Ramsgate even as I speak. Uh, Boys' own Shane Lynch... Cast your mind back. Boys own Shane Lynch. Used to be with uh, Ronan Keating, you remember? I think he's the one who's had loads of tattoos done. But anyway, uh, he's asking his fans to fund his debut solo album. What, he hasn't got any money? Where's that gone? Despite his band having a string of lucrative summer gigs lined up, Shane wants fans to stump up 18 quid per CD... He's so far raised 24% of his goal with money-making schemes. A Skype chat with the tattooed singer costs 50 quid. 80 quid gets you a ticket to his album launch. And for a whopping seven grand, he'll do a private gig in your house. He must have fallen on hard times. I mean, he could. uh, uh, Shane could always ask uh, Ronan Keating to chuck him a few bob. He recently made a quick buck selling his engagement story to a mag after fibbing to one columnist about the news. That's what they do now, isn't it? There's no point in giving it away to people. You can make money out of it. And so, but I like the idea of having Shane Lynch, you know, in your house for seven thousand quid. He will come and do a private gig for you for seven grand. Do you think he's made any money? Do you think they made any money in Boyzone? I mean I can't help feeling if he can't even afford to fund his own album, he might be in a it might be in a pretty bad way, but seven grand for a private I mean what the trouble is was he the singer in the in the band or was it really Ronan? I don't know. He was the one in Coronation Street, wasn't he? Perhaps he could just act. Perhaps he could just come in and act for you. Um the the Torment of the Crane Rescue Girl, they've now turned it around, so it's now our fault, apparently. And um It's interesting that her her mum has uh, has confessed previously to feeding uh, a baby Georgia condensed milk and potatoes instead of baby food. I mean, you know, kind of dumb mum, dumb mum. She said, if there is one message I would give to other parents of overweight children, it is, don't give them what they want. Georgia wanted cakes, chips and biscuits, and I let her because it was all I could afford. Stupid woman. Stupid. I love it. They they go, it's all I could afford. Really? Do you not think about getting some mints? You know, and doing a bit of mince and uh, some sweet corn or some peas in there. You know, can I have chips? No, you can't have chips, no. They say, um, the only job Georgia has known is being a carer to her parents. Leslie said, I had my heart attacks and she did everything for me. She deserves a chance to have a life. Well, you've to feed her. You know, with everything. It's just ridiculous. I mean, apparently because of her, her uh, stepfather died, that's the reason. And so she's, um, she's just carried on eating said you know but i mean it's her last stint in hospital a support package consisted of twice weekly visits from district nurses leslie says they come in weigh her take bloods and check for broken skin because she's stretching so much she didn't get advice from a dietitian because she couldn't get to the hospital well make her get up what is the matter with you dear me this has got to be the stupidest woman around she says she has a social worker but we, a, what for All you need to do, get off the bed. Come on, let's make an effort. Do something, woman. Stop bleating to the newspapers. It really drives us mad. You know, we're paying for this. We're paying for this. Get her off the chair. If she just lies there like some bloated, huge mass of fat and wobble and dreadful things, you know, she's not going to get up at all. Make her get up. Make her get up. Make her do something. She's just lying there. And when she says, oh, can I have uh, some food? Can I have some chips? No, you can't. No. We're going to give you some salad. We're going to give you some cucumber. We're going to give you... Blimey, i would take a parcel around myself if I thought it was going to do any good. i tell you what, why don't they put her on that stuff that they're advertising? Do you have a, a... Is it a beach body? Why don't they give her some of that protein stuff? Make her eat that. And then you never know, she can start doing the adverts for them. That'd be a better advert as opposed to thin models who've never had an ounce of fat on them at all. That's the only problem I saw with that advert. I didn't see the problem having a picture of a skinny model wearing a bikini. That wasn't the problem as far as I was concerned. The problem was they were claiming that if you took this supplement, you were going to end up looking like that, which, of course, is rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Fraudulent. You won't be looking like that at all. You know, these are naturally thin people. They're models. They don't need to take these supplements. And for this woman here... Being 55 stones has left her depressed. I'm pretty depressed, too. I'm pretty depressed that we're paying for it. To get her out into hospital, £100,000. Just think how many old people could have been helped with £100,000. But no, all you get is this woman here. You know, it's just, you know, she's just piling on the weight. She's just eating and eating and eating. Like the fat man the other day, so-called by the kebab shop owner, another stupid man in the world, you know, said, oh, he's, he's, I'm not a doctor, I'm just a kebab shop owner. And when he phones up, he always says, oh, he begs me, so I send it. They send him a £20 was it a 20 pizza or £17 pizza five times a week. And that's just a small part of what he eats. And he always has all the, has all the extras and everything else. And you think, that's why he's 65 stone. That's why he's going to be dead by the time we get to Christmas. You know, and the reason the NHS, you know, they can't treat somebody like that, it's far too complicated, far too expensive. They don't have the money. Good God, if they don't even have the money for, for people to have their operations, then how on earth do you think they're going to pay for somebody who is just a glutton? He doesn't have any illness at all. There is no illness. He just eats and he gets them to send it to him and they bring it in. The, the bloke from the kebab shops even got a key to the house. Have you ever heard of such a thing? A key to the house, ladies and gentlemen, so that he can actually deliver the pizza to the man's bed because he can't get up. They have to sort of roll him over. As I say, when, it, when he dies, they'll have to sort of winch him out. It's going to be terribly embarrassing. Terribly embarrassing. But, uh, Georgia's mother says Ray's guilty of child neglect. Thirteen stone already when she was eleven. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, the mother was a fool. You know, I couldn't afford to give her anything else, so I gave her potatoes and condensed milk. That's just ludicrous. These people who say, I can't afford to eat healthily, so they go to fast food places. These people are idiots you can eat healthy watch it watch on the television i mean good god even if she had bean sprouts with a bit of garlic oil in there a bit of peanut oil to make it taste nice some bean sprouts and then some finely chopped chicken on the top of it Pfft, god should be you know but of course it won't be enough will it won't be enough they'll go oh no she wanted chips so we gave her some chips and then and she really did want something sweet so we gave her a packet of chocolate biscuits and so you're back where you started again Awful. Awful. 84850 Steve at lbc.co.uk And uh, David says, I'm 70 on Thursday, May the 7th election day. I was born 1945 VA day, the day the war ended. You're very lucky, actually, in Ilford to make it to 70, aren't you? isn't life expectancy in Ilford a little bit less than that? Eight four eight five O lbc dot co dot UK. You'll seem to be quite thrilled about the baby, which is quite good. The DVLA, thankfully, do still send out a piece of paper um so that you can you you'll know when your when your tax disc is due. Kinda of defeats the object, doesn't it? It kind of defeats the object. They're sending out a piece of paper and yet they don't give you a tax disc. I prefer having the tax disc, I really do. <laughs> I, re- I really want a tax disc. I don't want anything else. Just give me a tax disc, please. I'll be a lot a lot happier person. Uh, 84850. Stephen Sheffield said they've had nine months to choose a name. What's the delay about? I don't know. They like dragging it out, don't they? They like dragging it out. Nine- You're right. They've had nine months to sit there going through all the names. Quite clearly, they know what the name is. But on the other hand, you have to think that maybe they haven't because none of the merchandising has got a child's name on there. There is, there is no name on there at all. It just says, congratulations on the birth of our baby, which is, which is sort of, it's a bit naff. It's a bit naff. It, it doesn't say anything at all. It doesn't even say whether it's a girl. You know, if it said, congratulations to our baby girl, which they could have done, they could have checked that beforehand. And you're right, they've had nine months to try and come up with a, with a name for this child. And you think to yourself, why, why have they not come up with a name? Can't be that difficult, can it? I mean, that you know that they're going to have to to keep in with sort of royal tradition. So what 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 is the problem in it? I don't understand, I don't understand what the problem is either. I'm the same as you, actually. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, one here, oh, my friend Norman Duval says, oh, the one in Corrie was Keith Duffy, not Shane Lynch. What the, don't they look the same? They're both Irish, aren't they? I mean, that's where the confusion... They both have tattoos. <laughs> perhaps perhaps, we, perhaps, Keith Duffy will come round and sing for seven grand. I quite like the idea of that. That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? And uh, apparently the young royals are going to live in Anmore Hall in Norfolk because it's near where William will be working as an air ambulance pilot. Well, so why do we spend millions... I forget how many millions we spent on Kensington Palace. Something like £4 million. So they've ended up with two places. Mind you, Charles has had the the Queen Mum's house done up, Clarence House. They've had uh, central heating put in. Didn't have it for the Queen Mum. She could freeze as far as they were concerned. And uh, so he's got that. Then he's got the apartments over the road at St James's Palace. Then he's got his place down Highgrove. Then he's got the place at Buckingham Palace. He's got a whole suite of... uh, (laughs) suite of furniture, he's got a suite of offices there and bedrooms, suite of furniture (laughs) perhaps he's been to one of these sofa places they advertise on the telly they do HP, the royal family it's 5.30
0: Steve Allen on LBC
1: Morning, everybody. Come on, you've, you've got to get out of bed. There's no point in just lying there. I know it's bank holiday. I know the weather's not particularly brilliant, but it's a lot better than we've had of late. So you know, if you get out of bed now, you can get get dressed, and then then you can decide what you're going to be doing today. Do something. We did. What did we do yesterday? We went for a walk through Regent's Park. It was a little bit windy, but it was okay. Managed that one. And um, I had my orthopaedic shoes on. I call them my orthopaedic shoes because they're terribly comfy, but I can't drive in them. Because the uh, the front of the shoe is too wide. And it means that I can't just push the accelerator down. It means that going away at traffic lights is a bit of a pain for me. So I've had to ditch those. I've had to ditch those shoes and just wear normal shoes. The only, ones, the only reason I wore them is because they're particularly comfortable. And, I, and I, I do like them. I do like them. But driving on them is impossible. Uh, Ian says, I used to work weekends at a Riverside restaurant in Chiswick, we were told to ask diners for their party size on arrival in case they were meeting friends who hadn't yet arrived. Oh, God. Well, then I'd be going... Yeah, but then, you see, I would be asking that. I, mean, I would be answering that. If I was with a party, I'd go, actually, there's 30 of us, but you would have to book... You know, if you're just a walk-in off the street and there's just two of you, you're hardly going to be waiting for the for the coach or something. Uh, Rogan in Broadstairs says, where in Ramsgate is the LBC bus going? I can tell you exactly where the LBC battle bus is. It's next to the marina on Military Road. Next to the marina on Military Road in Ramsgate, and you can go down there and uh, and see them, which is good. Why have we still got people in Nepal who are suffering? We've raised more than £35 million pounds for this uh, disaster relief, £35 million in a matter of days. And uh, there's people sitting there, you've heard them wailing and screaming, going, where is everybody? Where is everybody? Why is everyone not helping us? And you're thinking, you know, because this will be... Uh, somebody somewhere will be going, OK, well, let's not spend £33 million sending stuff out to them, which they won't, as you know. It'll form the basis of another charity for another disaster. You know, all these charities go, oh, we've raised £35 million. You think So you want every single penny to go out to there, but it doesn't work like that. They won't, they won't be doing that at all. But uh, there are people who are sitting there now going, we're starving, we don't have anything. Why can't they just airlift stuff in? 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk, which means that we weave everything in on the programme. A lot of you saying, you know, why have they not got a name for this, um, for this girl, well, I, I don't know. Perhaps they have. Perhaps they're just sort of being secretive about it. Perhaps they don't want to tell you straight away because they think, you know, it'll ruin the surprise. I don't, I don't know why it would be a surprise. It's only a baby's name, isn't it? It's only a baby's name. And here is the uh, the man who got the money. This is a disabled man, so he uh, he goes to a public toilet, and it collapses. The council that made the payout of £341,000 have been attacked for shelling out an annual 773000 on claims up from 54000 five years ago. Justice Not Profit said filled council or filed councils 1,319% rise in settlements topped local authority payouts. It said this is the biggest increase we've seen. The organisation blamed the no-win, no-fee compensation culture for the increase in litigation costs. Uh, Filed counsel didn't detail any injuries the man may have suffered. The toilet in Lytham St Anne's collapsed in 2005. Now, Lytham St Anne's, as you know, is the posh bit of Blackpool. They called it a million-to-one event and said payouts were met by insurers, adding the council is not having to pay more. £341,000 seems an excessive amount of money to me, especially when they don't tell you what his injuries are. I mean, how, how far, you know, toilets aren't exactly 10 feet off the ground, are they? How much, how much danger can you have? Unless, of course, it, it collapsed and his bottom got wedged in there. I don't know. <laughs> Mike uh, reckons that uh, Victoria should give Dave Beckham a book on English grammar. I don't know what she would, but normally they're, they're very keen on telling you exactly how much they've spent. They were certainly keen on telling you that they spent £250,000 on this this teddy bear's picnic that he's having at the moment. I mean, you know, we haven't seen any pictures of the entertainment. We haven't seen any pictures of, you know, super duper food, people wearing gorgeous clothes. It all looks like they've just turned up. They, might, they could be sitting outside the garden of McDonald's. Seriously, you, you would have no idea looking at these pictures that it was sort of Davy Boy Beckham's birthday party. You would never know. You would never know. Uh, Nepal survivors struggling to get aid hit by delays. Uh, the few aid packages airdropped in these villages. I mean, surely they should be dropping tons of stuff. They've got £35 million, for goodness sake. Handing out juice and water. You know, but that's great, but they need loads and loads of stuff. Loads and loads of stuff. And it's no good just going, oh, we can only drop a few things here and then we come back and drop it. No, do it now. Do it now. Ridiculous. £300 million was that fight of the century. The stars were jostling for the ringside seats. Uh, Beyonce stole the show. Who, is it who was it? I listened to a programme the other day, and I think Sue Perkins called Beyonce, you know, um, a, an icon for women. A, you know, a feminist icon. And the other women on the panel went, you are in a laugh, aren't you? There's nothing, you know, feminist icon. She said, well, she's dragged herself up from nowhere, and she's very, very successful. But uh, the cost of a ringside seat for the bout was £60,000. £60,000. Oh, they must have more money than cents. Lots of fans in Manila watch. Me. Oh, no, terribly disappointing. And so the MGM Grand, They're now they're so delighted at how much this made. One night, £300 million. One night. You don't even have to do a week or something like that. One night, 300 million quid. Imagine if they could bring people, you know, back from the other side. You know, you get people fighting. I don't know who I'd want to see fighting. Don't know. Frank Bruner wasn't much cop at it. So, I don't know. They've all gone, haven't they? All the all the big fighters. I suppose you could use Tyson for something. He needs the money. Good Lord. I mean, he God, boy, does he ever need the money. That's the man who managed to get through, I think, 60 million pounds. And, uh, and they're saying, you know, he could always do with a little bit more. A little bit more. Um, I see that lovely picture here of uh, Kate Moss wearing a, a fur coat. Hoping it's not genuine fur. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that she was. And apparently, Fern McCann, this is the foul mouthed one in Towie, this is the one who every other word is a rude word, uh, is being lined up for her own reality show. What with her boring life? Good Lord. I find that difficult to believe. Apparently, she's wowed bosses at TLC who want to repeat the success they had with Geordie Shore. Apparently, a source says, TOWIE bosses are worried she's central. No, she's not. No, she's of no consequence to the programme at all. You could drop her today and nobody'd notice that she'd gone. She doesn't contribute anything to the programme. She's just foul-mouthed, and foul-mouthed doesn't equal anything at all, apart from get rid. So she's not central to anything. In fact, actually, that's very silly. A source says TOWIE bosses are worried she's central. The TOWIE bosses would never say anything like that. Nobody is central to that programme. You could literally drop them all and recast it. It wouldn't make any difference at all. Make no difference. And certainly not Fern McCann. Good grief. You wouldn't want to see any... any, Reality show of what? Going round swearing? That's not clever, is it? And they've done it once. You can't do it again. Because the Georgie Shaw thing was a bit unique. They're a bit bit down market up there. And uh, Fern McCann's just down market down here. So we don't need to see more of her on the television. In fact, uh, I, don't, I think that's just a bit of PR puff. They're trying to drum up some sort of interest in her before she gets dropped by The Only Way is Essex. Which, of course, is, uh, is entirely possible. She could get dropped. She could get dropped. And as I say, it wouldn't wouldn't make uh, any difference. Uh, you must have a look at uh, Newzoids. I've seen The Trail. There's a better one than Zoids. I can't remember which one it is now. But apparently the best equivalent since Spitting Image. Great stuff. Have a word with uh, with Greg Wallace. This is the vegetable farmer who fancies the young girls. He is not a TV presenter. Well, he's, he's not a very successful TV presenter, well, although he's, he's marginally better at doing TV programmes than he is at having businesses, because one by one they seem to be sort of falling off the end, don't they? I feel a bit of sympathy as well for Danny Jones. He was playing for Keithley Cougars in a League One match when he collapsed and he died. He had a heart attack at the age of 29 he was uh, named in the Wales squad for the 2013 Rugby League World Cup, described as popular and talented by his devastated teammates. It's one of those things, isn't it? You run around, you run around, you're super fit, bang, gone, like that. He had a cardiac arrest. Um, they they did try and uh, and do something. He collapsed after being replaced early in the match, treated by the match doctor and paramedics. Then he was taken to the Royal Free Hospital for treatment and it was there that he passed away. Terrible, terrible. He only has a, that's a very young child, I believe. So our commiserations to his, uh, to his family. Burst of holiday sunshine and uh, back to the gloom. So here's the picture of a car in Prestwich in Greater Manchester, driving through a puddle so the spray goes either side. If anybody had been walking along there, they could have sued the car driver because once you've driven through intentionally and you've created that kind of spray, you've got to be going at some speed to get that spray up. And you get wet, you sue them. But then over in, uh, in Norfolk, uh, Sander Ubella is making the most of the warm weather by picking blooms. Whereas here in London, it's a bit of a mixture. A little bit of a mixture today. But it's typical bank holiday weather. Typical. I wish I'd stayed in Southampton uh, the other day because the Queen Mary second, leading the Queen Elizabeth and the Queen Victoria, three, three big ships... Steaming out, as they say. This is uh, the QM2 is Cunard's flagship. Queen Elizabeth and Queen Victoria arrived in Southampton as well, and so uh, all the people were lining the banks to wave. I mean, it's a super looking ship, super looking ship. I mean, it is absolutely enormous. This is to celebrate Cunard's 175th anniversary, but it's beautiful. I mean, really, you look at the picture of this ship, and then you sort of you realise the Titanic, and it's amazing how many. I was looking at some of the conspiracy theories over the Titanic. Over, it isn't really the Titanic. It was renamed and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, so it wasn't the Titanic. It went down. Who were the people on it then? Where have they vanished to? Take up in the flying saucer? Like the conspiracy theories over the royal baby, you know? They go, she definitely can't have given birth. She looks too healthy. The child doesn't look real. Is it a real? child? I've never heard of uh, conspiracy theories about royal babies, but this one looks okay. George looked uh, looked great. Everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. Uh, so the right stuff not the television programme, uh, these are, you know, the idea of the paper... Who actually came up with the idea of the paperclip? You know the post-it note, don't you? Post-it notes are so... I mean, they're so well-documented because um, it's uh, the, the... Sorry, not not the post-it note, the correction fluid, like TIPEX correction fluid. And that was invented by a lady called Betty Nesmith Graham. Ring a bell with anybody? Of course it does, doesn't it? You know exactly who her... Uh, son was because he found fame in the monkeys. he was Mike Nesmith anyway his, uh, his mum Betty was working as a secretary in a Texas bank in the 1950s when her poor typing skills got her into trouble so she worked overtime one Christmas and noticed how the artist painting the window display would simply paint over any mistakes and wondered if she could do the same so she mixed together some paint used it to cover up her typos Other secretaries started using her liquid paper. With help from her son, Mike, she started production from the garage. Now, before she died, uh, she sold the company to Gillette in 1979 for £47.5 million. She gave Mike half of it. So, of course, he never needed to work. But what he did do, he invested it in a TV show which played music videos, paving the way for MTV. So he's a very rich... Young man, and he didn't need to. So when the Monkeys went back out on the road again, Mike Nesmith was never with them. He didn't want to tour. He had his own album out, I believe, after the Monkeys disbanded. And now there's only two of them Peter Talk and Mickey Dolenz. Uh, Mike Nesmith doesn't tour, and Davy Jones died. So uh, that's the story of that one. Uh, I'll tell you where the Pritt stick came from. I don't believe that one. And also the uh, eraser and the ballpoint pen. But I think you've probably got a rough idea. That it's the Hungarian uh, Laszlo Biro who invented the Biro. Quarter to six. It's the time. (laughs) Latest news headlines, Lisa
0: on LBC.
1: Twelve minutes to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. You good this morning? You good? Yep. We've got to do something, though, haven't you? We just walked through Covent Garden. That was quite pleasant. I'm getting really bored with these people on poles outside uh, the National Gallery in Trafalgar Square. They're in Covent Garden. They're everywhere. Horrible things. Horrible people. They really are. Even the magicians looking a bit scruffy at the moment in Covent Garden. Can we dress up a bit, boys? Really letting the side down. I wouldn't mind it, but they're minting it down there. Make a small fortune. My friend Duncan Trillo started a company based on... it, do- But he did a proper magic act. A proper magic act. Card productions, everything. You know, nowadays they just sort of stand there to do, you know... Unequal ropes and string that out for twenty minutes. Can't believe it. Very lazy. The Pritt stick. This is because uh, people are talking about right yesterday. Every time I was going through some shops over the road from here, including David Drummond's, and they've um, all the shop windows appear to have Alice in Wonderland. We're not celebrating an anniversary, are we, of Alice in Wonderland? Is there something going on? I should be told about. So many of the shop windows had first editions of the books and all the different versions of it. Anyway, Pritt sticks. Print sticks. Uh, in 1967, Dr Wolfgang Dirichs, who was a researcher at uh, a German manufacturing company called Henkel, boarded a plane to go on a business trip. While on the plane, Dr Dirichs saw a woman applying her lipstick and realised that the lipstick form could have a different use. A stick of solid glue would be clean and convenient without the need for pots or brushes. Two years later, the print Stick was launched... And now around 130 million are produced every year. Since 1987, the Pritt stick has been promoted by Mr. Pritt, who is an anthropomorphic. <laughs> Anth- yeah, well, anyway. Uh, Pritt stick created by Arnold Sindon of the Manchester based advertising agency, BDH. So, so it wasn't that far back, was it, really, a Pritt stick? We've all used them, haven't we? Then they go all gunky after a while. Uh, and what was the other one? Oh, that's right, the ballpoint pen. I always knew. It was uh, Laszlo Biro, a Hungarian, former hypnotist. He was working as a journalist when he made this great invention. Uh, visiting the print room of the newspaper where he worked in thirty-six nineteen, he became frustrated when his pen leaked due to the heat of the machinery. He watched the cylindrical printing. Presses apply ink to the paper, and was inspired. He faced a problem, though: a cylinder can only roll backwards and forwards, whilst a pen needs to roll in all directions. As he sat in a cafe, he saw some children playing with marbles. It had been raining, and as, uh, and as one of the marbles rolled through a puddle, leaving a line of water in its wake, Laszlo found a solution to his problem, and the ball point was because it's called because it's got a ball at the top, you know, of the of the pen. I was going to find one actually in the studio. And I was, stupidly was going to hold it up to the microphone so you could all see it. And I suddenly realized that not everybody of you actually got me on the television at this precise moment. So, uh, so that's what it was. It's the ball point at the top which moves, which is lovely. Uh, Mel says, I was in Southampton yesterday on a boat trip around the harbour watching the Queen Elizabeth, the Mary and Victoria getting ready to depart. And before that, it was Anthem of the Seas. Yes, this is the latest... One, isn't it, from Royal Caribbean, which again is huge, but not as big as the uh, the Cunard boys. An incredible sight when all three lined up for departure. Oh, I can well imagine. I can well imagine. It, uh, we, we saw a load of staff when we were shopping and uh, we didn't actually see the ships. We didn't go as far down as the docks, but I've seen them before when we went off with Royal Caribbean some years ago. The uh, I think the QM two was in there then, and when it went doo, doo, like that, of course the noise was deafening, absolutely deafening. Uh, the pencil, where did the pencil come from? I can't remember where the pencil came from, but apparently that was in the 16th century. An oak tree was knocked over. The uprooted tree revealed a deposit of a mysterious black substance. The locals nicknamed Wad Wad. W-A-D-D. Farmers working in nearby fields realised that this material was useful for marking their sheep and started wrapping sticks of it in wool to prevent it from dirtying them. And that's what they did. But in the 18th century, Nicolas Jacques Conte developed a way of mixing graphite with clay, allowing manufacturers to produce hard and soft pencils of various different grades. I remember years ago, we used to have a, they'd say, what pen, you used to get different grade of pencils, HB I can't remember what HB stood hard or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, we used to have all these different pencils. I <laughs> used to love them. I used to love a pencil. used to love a pencil. You know, but nowadays, I, I don't think I possess a pencil at all. I feel a bit miffed about the whole thing. But uh, I do have biros. And I do have post-it notes. God, I've got addicted to post-it notes. Have I absolutely ever been addicted to anything? Post it notes would be the thing. I've got a big pad of them at home and I write things down, trying to remember things. And I've stuck them on the walls, I've stuck them all over the blooming place. <laughs> 84850 steve at lbc.co.uk. I went to see the monkeys in 1997. Mike did the British part of the tour and it was then their 30th anniversary. Yes, 19- I can't remember when, uh, when Davy Jones died. But actually, most of the songs were sung by Mickey Dolans. I've tried to get him in for an in conversation, but he's not, uh, he doesn't want to play ball. So, somebody doesn't want to do an interview, they don't want to do an interview. Probably because, you know, talking about those things. But there was a great documentary on the television, which a friend of mine sent me a copy of, looking at when they got the monkeys together. They were looking for five boys, an advert appeared in the paper, and then they found people to do it. And Peter Talk told me that on the first day they, they went in and he had his guitar with him thinking they were going to record tracks and they went, no, 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 no you're just here for us to play it to you've already laid down the track they, didn't, they, they weren't interested whereas Mickey Dolenz plays, I think, drums, guitar does just about everything, I think keyboards, all sorts of things whereas Davy Jones just played tambourine, I think I think he might have picked up a guitar at some point. I don't think it went very far. But everything was done for them. They'd already decided on the songs that they were going to sing. And so the monkeys didn't have any say. They were the original manufactured band. But still interesting. But when you watch them, you'll discover that Mickey Dolenz sings most of the main the main songs, the hits of which they had. The biggest, of course, being the Neil Diamond, I'm a Believer, which was a big hit for him. And then the Monkees took it over. And uh, now it's sung at rugby matches just about everywhere. You can't go to a pub around our way for rugby day and not hear a disco belting out, you know, songs that the monkeys had. Daydream believer. People just love it. We're on sleep between Oh, what can. And everybody sings along to it. I've even been known to do it myself. So I should imagine Jimmy in West Lancashire in 1997 must have enjoyed that very much indeed. They were, they were just sort of a fun band, weren't they? Just a fun sort of band. Um, I think uh, the the ne- Rose would be a good name, Steve. Do you think Rose would be a good name? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not putting any money on any baby names at the moment because I've just got this sneaking feeling I'm going to be completely wrong on it. But I would like to think that Diana would be in there somewhere. I would like to think that Diana would be in there because it was, you know, that was that was the grandmother. So why not? Why not stick her name in there? Uh, so was Melby really missing from Beckham's big bash? Which turns out to be Beckham's quite small bash. Because he didn't have Elton John. Didn't have anybody like that. I thought they were all buddy-buddy friends. But of course, the, these people have got their own lives. They're not going, you know, he's getting, hello Dave, have a picture taken, thank you. OK, now we're back off on tour. I should imagine Elton's very, very busy. He was doing a concert the other day uh, with Tony Bennett to serenade Leonard... Lauder, which is from the Estee Lauder company. And he's a, he's a billionaire philanthropist. And so uh, Leonard, who's 82, was there. Elton John was the cabaret, together with Tony Bennett. Doesn't get any better, does it, really? If you can afford to buy these people, what would that cost? Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mind you, if you can get Shane Lynch or the other one for seven grand, I should imagine, you know, Elton John would come at, I don't know, a million pounds would not be... Out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the box, Uh, Kim Marsh en route to a charity ball. Picture in the paper today. Uh, They say um, marriage or relationship going a bit awry at the moment. They're they're trying to prove that they are still solid. He's he's a personal trainer, I think, but uh, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't actually look like it's going to go the distance. Uh, Anna says I've been on Cunard. Ah, but which one? Which one have you been on? I love that. I mean, I've never been on any of them. My brother did a weekend away, said it was fantastic. So apparently they're all going to be in Liverpool near the end of May for Cunard's 175th. Lucky old Liverpool. They're worth seeing. I mean, you look at the size and they manoeuvre them. You know, it goes backwards, forwards, shunts in and out. looks absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And so I'm I'm very jealous if anybody's been on it. My brother just did one of these weekend things, but it was not cheap. Not cheap, but absolutely loved it. Uh, The place which I've recommended he go to and you go to as well is Hampton Court Palace. This is uh, Henry's House of Fun as they celebrate their 500th birthday. It's got how many rooms do you think it's got? You think you've got a few. I looked at some houses recently. Thirteen bedrooms one of them had. This one's got one thousand three hundred rooms. They reckon it's home to at least one royal ghost, plus a species of spider and some historic graffiti. Historic graffiti. You can find historic graffiti in St. Paul's Cathedral. If you climb to the top, at one point you go through a little tiny little tiny um stone staircase, and Wren's Sculptors. Sculptors? Stonemasons. Sculptors. The stonemasons had chipped things into the wall. Look very nice, actually. It's very good. That's another thing worth doing, but only if you are not of a a nervous disposition, if you don't mind hanging over the great dome and looking down onto the floor below. Very scary. 10.86. The Doomsday Book. Listed Hampton Court at the centre of an estate of 4,000 acres. The total value... This is in ten eighty nine. ten eighty six. How much? For four thousand acres. That's what this is what they were valuing Hampton Court at. thirty nine pounds. Thirty nine pounds. I'm sorry, is that all it costs? Yep, thirty nine pounds. And you get Hampton Court. You get four thousand acres and you get I mean, good lord, I mean it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. £39. It was a separate pigeon house to ride meat in winter and the estate employed a full-time baker as well as a chaplain. 39 quid. That's all. Listen, coming up very shortly, the news at 6 o'clock on LBC. And uh, we'll tell you more about Henry's... House of Fun. Plus, we'll go through the main stories: the diabetes bill, which is rocketed to ten billion a year, as we predicted. I said it would because more and more people are becoming diabetic. Kelly's telly comedy flop faces chop. Not my words. I wish I'd been clever enough to think of them. This is poor Kelly Brook over in America. The show is just dying, I'm afraid. Uh, Corey Star Craig has quit to uh, to go and do more of Red Dwarf, which is what we guessed. Um, Mr, Mrs and now Mix, M-X, and that's for transgender people. Uh, All over for Tiger Woods and his Olympic birdie, female dogs are the friendliest. And Downton Abbey's Lady Mary, huge hit in America. Why? Because she's got a posh accent. And that sells it to just about everybody.
0: News at Six is next. I'm Steve Allen. This is LBC. This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC, text 84850, Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Morning, really nice to be company. I'm just looking at the uh, the Duchess coming out uh, of the hospital with this baby. Do you think it's real? (laughs) If anybody's asking, it doesn't seem to move or anything. Could be, you know, Perhaps it was just having either a really, really deep sleep or it was one of these prosthetic babies. Anyway, the family have got to meet the baby. It's going to be worth about a billion in uh, terms of how many people are going to be buying a piece of merchandise. Do we still buy merchandise? I'm not sure we do. The last merchandise I've got is Diana and Charles and their commemorative mugs. Actually, I tell you what I found the other day, a shop in London who is framing the roses, The uh, sorry, the, uh, the poppies... From the Tower of London, and I thought, now that's a clever bit of enterprise, if ever there was one. Mister and Mrs, are now mix to cover transgender people, and I have just realised I've been drinking. I was—we uh, went to um, Selfridges yesterday because I bought my brother some uh, some capsules for his Nespresso machine because he said he couldn't buy them. He bought the wrong ones, apparently. How you can manage to buy the wrong capsules? I've got no—they only make one sort of capsule, and. Um, And I was, as we were walking through, I was suddenly aware of how many companies fall under one umbrella. So, for example, in the case of Estee Lauder, they own lots of different companies, all separately branded, all separately branded. So they own lots of different, I think they own Mac and various other places as well. And I remember thinking, are people aware of this? The answer is not. And I've been drinking recently water. I do. I have not drunk out of a tap For goodness knows how many years, I tend to buy bottled water, and I've just gone on to one called Smart Water, Glacio Smart Water. And I was just looking at it thinking, I don't know, it's a nice-shaped bottle, it's just a bottle of water. I don't know how much it costs, because I buy a case of it every so often, it's about £4 for a case, that's what I'm paying for it. And then I look down on the side of it, Coca-Cola Enterprises Limited. So it's it's obviously falls... It's Again, it's a, it's an umbrella company, so Coca-Cola own it, and they've probably got this as well, but they don't put the Coca-Cola thing on there. And I wonder, actually, if you're aware of how many companies are like that. For example, a lot of funeral directors all fit under, I think, about three or four insurance companies, but they leave them with what they think are family names. So, you know, Dombey and Sons might, you know, really be Sun Alliance, but if you thought it was Sun Alliance, you wouldn't think you were getting such good value. So they keep it as a family. They keep it looking as if it's a family run outfit, but mainly they fall under the insurance companies. And I think I think it's the four big insurance companies have most of the company's funeral directors uh, tied into them. So uh, I just thought about that then, thinking at how many different companies Estee Lauder own, and it, and it seriously is an awful lot of companies, an awful lot. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC. Did you hear the one about NASA who spent millions trying to reinvent the ballpoint pen to work in space and then the Russians solved it with, we use a pencil. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, that ballpoint pen that writes upside down? I've seen one of those before. That that came out as one of those uh, sort of inventions that you were never going to be using anywhere soon. I did go out the other day. which I was trying to find something about it. There was nothing I'd I bought. So I just bought capsules for my brother. And I looked at a few other things, and nothing I really needed. But yet, on a Sunday in London, you can't go shopping till 12. They open at about half past 11, but you can't actually buy anything. And at 12 o'clock, all hell breaks loose, because all the tills open at the same time. And the operating system, I think, in Selfridges is Windows. So consequently, it runs very slow on a Sunday morning, as everybody's till comes online. Because you don't know, why can't they just open at normal time, and then just service? Can we do away with this silly Sunday shopping you know, licensing laws and everything. We just don't need it. Uh, 84850, steve dot uk. Front pages of the papers. You know that wine could ruin your waistline. People always say to me, if you really want to lose weight, stop drinking. Stop drinking for a month and the weight will fall off you. You go, you think so? I don't know. I said, because it can't, it can't be food because I don't, Really eat that much food? I do eat. I'm not sort of you know one of these people who stints on it. I I do eat and I do like my my food, but uh, I'm not sure whether or not you know I want to sort of lose that much weight. I, it can be done. I don't want to. I don't want you to think that I'm sort of offering some excuses as to why I I haven't lost weight up until now because I'm constantly being told to lose weight. Eight four eight five O. Uh, Amy from Bronze Grove hopes they don't call the baby Alice Diana because they could shorten it to Aldi or Aldi. Uh, as you've just heard, though, on the news, I think they're going to use the, the name Diana, but I think it will be a middle name. I mean, that would be nice, wouldn't it, to actually use his, his mum's name in the baby. But they're definitely moving out of town. They're moving to Norfolk. So we've spent millions doing up Ken Palace and uh, nobody's going to be there. But I'm assuming it'll be fully staffed. That's how it works. Uh, Noreen says, tragic about the young rugby player. Went off to play a match, didn't come back. Yes, 29 years old. I mean, that's that's just, you know, sometimes people have got these anomalies in their body and it just takes one thing to push it over the edge. Uh, Charlotte I like, and I'm hoping Diana is included. Yes, I have a goddaughter called Charlotte, so that would be good. Davy Jones died February 2012. Close friend of Peter Noon, who was um, the one who sang No Milk Today, Herman's Hermits who just embarked on a UK tour. We wondered if he would fly home for the funeral. He didn't. Pencils are graded by graphite. So you look at that. Mine of information today, Noreen. Mine of information. So Peter Noon, oh right, didn't come back for the funeral. I'll tell you what, I was shocked when that, when that came through, that Davy Jones had died. You know, certain people, I got uh, news the other day that uh, a friend of mine from ages ago had just died, and it was passed on by one of our other radio stations here. And it, it never sort of hits you properly, does it? I've got two... Two weddings to go to this year, only two so far, but uh, hopefully no, no more funerals. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Germans will never forget the unfathomable horrors inflicted at the Nazi death camps, so said Angela Merkel at a ceremony commemorating the 70th anniversary of the liberation of Dachau. Uh, Miss Merkel gave a moving speech at the former concentration camp to 120 elderly survivors from 20 countries and six US soldiers who helped liberate Dachau. She linked arms with a survivor, Max Mannheimer, an author and painter who lost his entire family in the Holocaust. Very moving when you see these people, because they, they you know, the, the numbers dwindle as each and every year goes by. Each and every year goes by, and there are less and less people, 120 survivors from Dachau. Nice picture of Elton John with uh, with the gorgeous Elizabeth Early and Tony Bennett, who looks amazing for his age. Uh, Tony Bennett, and I can't even imagine how old he is. But Sir Elton John is 68. Well, he doesn't look 68, and I don't think he behaves at uh, at 68. Front pages of the papers, the male, the ones who've gone mad today on their picture souvenirs uh, with this baby, who, as I say, could be a prosthetic It just slept through everything. We didn't open eyes. We didn't do anything, unless the baby was going, I'm not opening my eyes. I'm not opening my eyes. And so they've got page upon page upon page. Uh, The Russians say a surrogate gave birth for Kate. (laughs) I mean, you can't make up some of these stories. I mean, you've got to to give them credit where where credit is due. Uh, William now wants to hide his family of four away. I think he's more than happy to to stay away until he's needed. And so if... You know, God forbid something happens to Charles. He's all ready to step up. But I think he'd really just quite like to be private. They they managed to do as many normal things as is possible to do. It's only Harry who's going to let the side down and go out and get drunk as he gets further and further down the list. They've only got to have one more child and Harry might as well just give up completely. It'll be the Princess Margaret story all over again. The Princess Margaret story being she was never going to be queen. So she just went out there and uh, partied. Mark in Liverpool sent me a link to graphite grading. Thank you. Which sounds a little bit like uh, graded grains making finer flour. Uh, Jenny says, uh, "I know how much you like boats and ships. I do." The Dixie Queen paddle steamship is going to be in the Thames. They're going to open up Tower Bridge uh, May the sixth, which is Wednesday at o four forty five and eight thirty. Go oh, really? Well, that'll be a nice one to see. A paddle steamer, a paddle steamer, ladies and gentlemen, in the Thames, and they lift. They lift it up, which would be absolutely great. I love watching the bridge going Do you watch that? It's all done by hydraulics. It's all—it's just terribly, terribly clever, really. Um, uh, even Stephen Romford had heard the story about the uh, the surrogate. I'm more interested in the merchandise and who would buy it for just for, for just a baby. You know, a wedding, I can imagine. Diana gets married and we buy into the merchandise. You know, Sarah Ferguson gets married. We're not so bothered. But uh, but the stuff for the baby doesn't even say what it is just says congratulations on our royal baby which covers the multitude of sins and it means it could have been a boy a girl a fridge freezer or a pony could have been anything like that at all. Uh Dave says I saw the monkeys at Empire Pool Wembley in 1967 supported by Lulu. Wow. Wow. And uh, Malcolm says, if the name Diana is incorporated into the new baby's name and Charles doesn't like it, tough. After all, Diana was William's mum. Yes, I still think that they do things. They do things which are not going to upset the royal family. And they do work to protocol. You know, they would still be working no matter how much they want to opt out of maybe royal life and live a normal life as much as possible. And sort of go down the shops and do their shopping and go and sit in Pizza Hut. Not that I think he could ever sit in Pizza Hut. But I mean, that's the kind of thing he would probably like to do. Uh, I'm afraid he's sort of governed by what the royal family say. It's been it's been steeped in history for many many years, and they have to they have to sort of work it that way. I mean, Charles might not like Diana's name being used, but I think even he might have to accept that the British public would like a future royal princess uh, to carry the name of Wills' mother. Simple as that. LBC News Time. It's six fifteen.
0: Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Coming up to twenty minutes past six. So Nick and the team are out battle bus this morning, being uh, bank holiday Monday. They're in Ramsgate, and uh, Lisa is easily here just after half past with the morning news. Actually, looking at the uh, the, uh, the story of the royal baby and how it now pushes Harry further back down the line, it was very interesting to note that uh, Princess Margaret, who was always in the shadow of her sister. She was never going to be queen. The problems of being the spare princess were, were quite obvious. She could be so rude to people. There is a classic story. Um, I think actually uh, they were having a, a dinner parties and Twiggy would sit, because you know that the royal family have these dinner parties every so often. I know this because I've spoken to people who've been and uh, every so often the queen and the Duke of Edinburgh will have a will have a party. I've told this story before. And this particular lady said, well, "You know, they obviously go through the newspapers and go, let's invite these people round." So they have what they call an informal dinner. Well, it's it's as informal as they're allowed to go. And uh, I can remember this particular guest was sitting next to Prince Philip, who leant over at one point before before pudding and said, "And we're having spotted dick." A <laughs> Bit of a treat for the royal family, I suppose. Spotted Dick and Custard. Very exciting. But uh, Princess Margaret was sitting next to Twiggy. And for two hours, she point- sitting next to her, pointedly ignored her. Until, after two hours, the princess turned to her and said haughtily, And who are you? And Twiggy said, Well, I'm Leslie Hornby, ma'am, but people call me Twiggy. Margaret looked at her and said, How unfortunate, and turned her back. I mean, she was like that she was she was incredibly rude she was only five foot tall, and yet the abiding picture that we have of of Princess Margaret was of a, an old lady in a wheelchair with big dark glasses on with a blanket over her sitting outside Clarence's house when I think backstairs Billy leans over and says, Wave now, wave now, and so she waved and that that was it. I think it probably hastened her end. She had a fondness for drink and uh, and she loved a cigarette. And she had sort of a a bit of a wasted life, actually. (laughs) A bit of a wasted life. Among her regular uh, recipients of her rudeness was her own mother, the Queen Mother. A close family friend, Prudence, Lady Penn, once said to her, I can't bear to see the way Princess Margaret treats you. And the Queen Mother replied, you mustn't worry about that. I'm quite used to it. She was quite resilient, I think, the Queen Mother. Quite resilient. But uh, lots of people... You know, talked about her cavorting on the Isle of Mustique in the company of Roddy Llewellyn, 17 years her junior. There were lots of stories about that one. Uh, Lord Snowden ended in divorce. Margaret then went to hospital suffering from alcoholic hepatitis. And um, there were all sorts of things. She collected coral, apparently, and shells. She had a a collection of shells. I don't know why. But anyway, let's hope that, uh, that Harry doesn't go off the rails... Which is what people are saying. They're saying because, you know, now there's no. he's got nothing really to look forward to, poor soul. He's just got to get on with his life, hopefully find a girlfriend who will become his wife and then he can have children. But uh, it's always going to be Wills, isn't it? Unless, of course, this is, this is a little bit of, of playing by the royal family. So if Wills and Kate go off to Norfolk and have a quiet life, perhaps they can push Harry a little bit more and go, look, Harry's still here. Harry's here. Whether it's going to work, I don't know. Let's have a look at the front pages, shall we? Let's see what uh, what you're waking up to today. If indeed you want to wake up today, being a bank holiday, nothing you've got to get up for unless you are having to get up for work. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, the paste, space story about pencils is wrong. The lead in the pencils would cause a danger of short circuits if the tip snapped as it was conductor, hence, hence uh, why the pen was designed. I think it was only supposed to be a joke. I don't think it was supposed to be supposed to be serious. Daily Mail this morning got a picture of this, this sleeping baby who frankly didn't didn't move. Didn't move in all the time. They weren't out there for very long, but literally didn't move. It just there was no flickering of the eye, no no nothing at all. It just sort of was there fast asleep in the same position. She appeared to be holding I thought she was operating it from behind. And from now for now my audience for the queen is the Daily Mail's headline. Uh, The Daily Mirror today. Harry, my niece is a real beauty, so they're trying to bring Harry into it. What do you think, Harry? What do you think? There's got to be the obligatory photograph, hasn't there? Which will be with George and with baby no name. So which Star Wars character are you? You can take their test and maybe maybe the force will be with you, but it is May the 4th today. Plus Delia says, I'm voting for Labour to save the NHS. Haven't seen Delia on the television for ages, have we? Uh, Corrie rocked after Craig Charles became the second star to quit in two days. They wouldn't be rocked. Listen, nobody's bigger than the soap. Okay, nobody's bigger than the soap. Auntie Pip pops in on the princess. And uh, backers think Ed is off his rock-er. Plus, uh, Blues landslide in the Premier Race. The Chelsea champs with three games left. Chelsea won. Crystal Palace, nil. Daily Express. UKIP will deliver an election shock. Nigel Farage hits out, and you can talk to him today on LBC. After nine o'clock, he's going to be with Nick Ferrari down in Ramsgate. Why, wine could ruin your waistline. And uh, the diabetes bill, which we predicted some years ago, rocketing to £10 billion a year. Four million Brits, I'm one of those statistics, affected by the illness. And, uh, uh, experts say millions of Brits are not getting the help they need to manage the illness, which is eating up a tenth of the NHS budget. It's huge. We, did, we, we predicted that ages and ages ago. And they say it causes complications, including, this is what I've got to look forward to, blindness, amputations and strokes, which are blamed for 20,000 premature deaths a year. Oops. Oops, as they say. The Telegraph picture of Charles waving. Put your hand on the wheel if you're driving. Two hands on the wheel, please. I know that's being a little bit mean, but uh, I think you can afford to be mean at this time of the morning. And uh, Mayweather Masterclass, the American records 48th straight victory in fight of the century against some man I've never even heard of before. Uh, the Times have Royal Baby, Souvenir Guide. Oh, There's no end in sight. And uh, teachers are receiving death threats and dead animals are being thrown into playgrounds after the Trojan horse scandal. Muslim radicals, behind the original plot, are urging communities to attack schools that tackle homophobia, an education conference. Good Lord, honestly, they've gone quite mad, haven't they? Completely round the bend. And when the right to govern, Miliband is warned, and the independent Tory election chief's firm aim to expand private health care. Chelsea win the Premier League, Blue Heaven, they say, and the head teacher telling of death threats and mutilated cats in the playground. Just about it for this morning. I hope you have a fantastic bank holiday. I hope that uh, even if we get a little bit of rain, it's not going to, to dampen the enthusiasm that we have for getting away you know, with just about anything today, and you can go out there and enjoy yourself. So it doesn't matter whether you take a riverboat cruise, go down to Greenwich, have a cup of tea, or just sit there in a park, taking it all in, take your umbrella just in case it gets a bit wet, and then later on we will have rain overnight, and that'll take us into Tuesday, but short week, because it's going to be electioneering... All the way, I suspect, you're not going to be able to get away from any of the candidates. They're going to be on LBC, they're going to be on the television, they're going to be in the newspapers. At, uh, whether they'll still run with Royal Baby tomorrow remains to be seen. So have a nice day. There will be a free podcast for you. We made a little editorial decision, so there'll be a little free podcast for you up. And if you go to the LBC website, which is lbc.co.uk, you could download the LBC app, which not only works for iPhones, but now Android phones too. And you can learn how to podcast as well, because this programme will be available as a podcast. Without the news, I was going to say the travel, but we haven't had any travel this morning. So it's uh, it's all all going particularly well, actually. So do download the free podcast. In it for today, uh, Niall Horan, uh, Shane Ritchie, and uh, did he really let slip? And uh, Ollie Merce, kicking off the first of his four sold-out shows, shortly to be a TV presenter. And uh, Little Mixes... Uh, uh, flaunting of her cleavage in a low cut top all of that and more on the free podcast for today including David Beckham and uh, the birthday party which isn't quite as exciting as we thought it was going to be. Coming up at 7 he's on the battle bus down in Ramsgate it's Nick Ferrari with Nigel Farage but coming up next Lisa Aziz with the morning news.
0: This is LBC